Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Good, bad, good, bad, good, bad, good. Progress. What's she talking about? Pro- recorded in progress. What the fuck is wrong with this Zoom person? We're not using Zoom anymore if it says progress. Sorry. Been, been saying it for the last god knows how long anyway. Yeah, it's annoying um, me today though. You you know me every week, Graham. But it's going to be a feisty episode. It is indeed. <laughs> this All is right, how you welcome. did as well. All right, welcome back to Good Cop, Bad Cop, episode 243. Uh, uh, guys, gals, non binary pals, it's my turn to do an intro. Intro this week, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm fluffing my lines just like my my co my co host um, did last week. Um, I'm going to throw to um, well, I was going to say two other humans, but two finer humans than I am. One of which is um, my brother from another mother, Mister Graham. How are you, sir? I'm doing good, buddy. Nah, you you you're good. You're good. I, I was gonna say I I kind of did the introductions for like 200 plus episodes. I should have I should have made that transition a little earlier. Shouldn't shared the wealth around a little bit more. So that's that's on me. You'll you'll get better with practice. How long was your podcast last night recording? I had to leave as it was about two and hours and forty five minutes in. Um, the, the final the final check for the volley was uh, three hours and one minute. <laughs> so you did make a fourth hour. Even though you thought a fourth hour meant uh, we didn't uh, think we'd four make hours it. long, we, but hey, we, we, we'll work we, on we, those math skills as well. To be fair, we we tried our best to get us under that, um, but we're not going to be going that further with that interview. We'll talk about more in a moment because another far finer human than I, um, the the man who, um, well, the first ballot hall of famer himself, um, Ryan, formerly of. Blade job now very much at home here on Good Cop Bad Cop. How are you, sir? Did you say episode two forty three? Because I feel like that's really wrong. It is. I said that. Okay. He confirmed as well. How come I didn't get my Hall of Fame introduction as well? And where's my pun as well, Ryan? I thought we talked to Matt about how we did these openings. I was very disappointed. I'm only going to give that like two out of ten. He put he sort of hesitated at the start as well. Um, I don't know. What do you what rating do you think we should give him for that? I, I'm going two out of ten for this week. I'm giving him five. I mean, he tried. Did you expect a pun, though? I thought that was what we were doing. That's why I've been creating amazing puns. Well, you two are doing I wasn't going to do that. I wasn't going to do that. I was just going to do it and just give you lots of praise. Eh, I don't know. I'm not sure if you're going to make the rotation after all on intros. We'll we'll, we'll talk about that off air, perhaps. (laughs) That's fine. That's fine. How did you eat, Bing Boys, Graham? Well, you already asked me. Ryan's not. You can't ask Ryan how his week is. You just got to ask him what WWE was like in 1998. I dare say we'll find out doing good cop. No, he said he. No, he said no, he we're doing do intro now. He said he wants to. Do, do you not read our oh. group chat? <laughs> Graham, Graham, you were having this conversation while I was doing a live stream. <laughs> okay. You're allowed to check back. That's the beauty of putting in a direct message. Back, you like can read it in your own media. Ryan, 1998. Slash 1999 in WWE. How is it going for you? It's going well. I I honestly don't have any real updates, but I update on I laughed harder at professional wrestling in this episode I was watching than I have in a long time. I mean, this was I I believe the 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 proper word would be a guffaw. Uh, this was this wow. was. 
and it caught me off guard because even though I know it, it just it hit me. So what is happening is uh, Vince McMahon. Um, so at SummerSlam, Kane and The Undertaker have failed uh, to fully dethrone Steve Austin because they both pin him at the same time. So there yeah. is no champion technically. Um, so instead of giving the title to the undertaker or, or Kane, Vince says that they're going to have to wrestle each other. The next mm. night, the next, this happens the next night on raw, uh, in which the undertaker and Kane decide fuck that. And they beat the ever living shit out of Vince. And this is, this is just sold. Well, something we've talked about before where the commentators, they play a big role in this. And JR is selling the hell out of this. You know, good God, they've you know, they've broken Vince's leg. You know, this is the owner of this cup. What are, the hell are you guys doing? Selling the shit out of it. Cut to backstage and the medical crew is working on Vince, trying to get him like into the ambulance and stuff like that. So he's on the stretcher and like the stooges today. We got Pat Patterson, we got Joe Briscoe, we got Sergeant Slaughter, we got the medical team they're all working on vince and he's screaming and paying oh my leg my leg my leg and all of a sudden off of camera a hand reaches in and tries to feed vince a cup of soda and it's mankind just like trying to make vince feel better by giving him soda and i i knew it I knew it happened, but it was I was unexpected, and I started laughing, and I could not stop. And this, of course, was a lead-in to the infamous um, hospital room bit uh, with with mankind trying to make Mister McMahon feel better. But it's perfect because this is kind of the full turn from the evil dark mankind to the kind of goofy jovial mankind he's been doing it in promos with his you know um you know dx may have two words for me but i've got 13 words for them how much wood could a woodchuck chuck a woodchuck could chuck wood and stuff like that it's getting to that goofy mankind which personally is my favorite run that mankind as a character had and thus is my update of wwf in 1998. Now, you might have missed this then also in chat, but um, I was rather skeptical that this would make the episode shorter. Ryan claimed by doing this in this section, it'll make the episode shorter. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see how that... Um, my real, my real life went. update would have been way longer. Uh, oh, Alright. I guess only you know how your week went, so um, you'll have to be the judge. Uh, Matthew, how was your week, sir? Well, thank you for flaming me. I don't mind that nowadays so much. because it works I know, me. that's why I said it. Well, I have a um, it's been a bit of a week for me, Graham. Um, I've 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 started a war, um, with somebody. Um, oh. do you ever? And this is for both of you. When you're ever watching TV, for example, do you ever get annoyed with an advert that comes up? No, because I skip them all the time. If you can't skip it, I mean, I don't watch anything live all the time. Okay, okay, and I have ad block on YouTube. <clears throat> I, I paid for premium, so I ain't got ads to worry about on pre on, on YouTube, but that's fine. It's uh, free. It's a free program on your PC. I pay for premium so I can download things as well, Graham. Um, and okay. and also that way it's well anyway, that's, that's a relevant point. You you aren't appreciating this screen, Graham, but the point is is that I've been watching a um 
I've been watching stuff on all four. I like watching Ramsey stuff. I like watching Kitchen Nightmares. Hotel Hell just finished. And now I've just started on to 24 Hours to Hell and Back. Great um, show. It, it So far, it's brilliant, for sure. But I've never seen it before because I haven't. I just haven't had a chance to sit down and watch it. So it's on the background while I'm doing paperwork. It's great. Um, but one of the adverts keeps coming up about Florette Salad. I'm naming them here. I don't give a fuck. Okay, they're advertising this, and I'm listening, and the advert comes up, and every time it, it, it comes on, it literally, I literally want to pull my eyes from my from my head, because I can't skip it on all four. You can't skip adverts on all four. You can't run an ad blocker on all four, because if you run an ad block on all four, it won't open the window to begin with. So, Florette Salad, basically, I'm saying, like, you can do all these different things rather than like this. Like, and at no point do they they take the initiative of rhyming something or something to try and get something over. It's the most terrible voiceover as well. Now, what do you think I did about it? Complain about it on Twitter? Nope. Mute no, no. the television. Nope. <laughs> I emailed the company. And told them it fucking sucks. Ah, uh, you became you became uh, an old boomer. I'm 38. <laughs> I'm 38, and I emailed the company directly. I will quote you the email I sent them directly as well. Um, where is it here? Um, hello, as a professional in the catering industry, I would like to express my disappointment in your recent UK advertising campaign. The voiceover is grating and annoying. Also, because the script they read is not good. Uh, I'm not in advertising, but after watching the adverts, it actively encourages me as a chef to not purchase your products. It gave me the impression that if you don't care to keep me engaged with a 30-second advert, you don't care if I purchase your products. This is my opinion, as someone who used to buy your salad, going forward, I won't be doing so. Kind regards. Now, I did get a reply to this. <laughs> I got a reply. Good afternoon. Thank you for reaching out to share your thoughts on our latest campaign. We always welcome feedback and appreciate you taking the time to share your comments. We suggest you check our Instagram channel. Ah, not ever out rather than hour. They couldn't even spell fucking right. Um, <laughs> and I hope you enjoy the, the Instagram slash... Uh, I'm not going to plug the Instagram channel. We would also like to send you some vouchers for taking the time to contact us with your feedback. Please let us know the best address to send these to. Well, given, well what did you I, I applied to that as well. Um, I said, good afternoon. I appreciate offering some vouchers. I would like you asking to, to donate these vouchers to a food bank or similar to someone that desperately needs it. Thank you all the same. Mainly because you're trying to buy him? You're trying to buy me, bitch? Fuck off. What are you taking you for, Graham? I just try to follow them on Twitter, but I can't find them. Matt is on the same level as the person who saw, like, a woman's ankles on television in the 50s and was like, this smut, I must let them know of my disappointment. I feel like I have you become a Daily Mail reader. I just realized that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna write a letter. And it means, you know, like, billowing, billowing smoke as a writing. Oh, I, 
I did forget, having said that I don't watch commercials, I don't have the option when I'm on Peacock because I'm only paying 99 cents a month. Um, and yes, I am absolutely sick of seeing the Cody Rhodes documentary on every between every single match when I'm watching anything now. Having already seen it, I don't need to be reminded about it. Like if you sometimes they'll select uh, do not show this ad again and they'll show you a different ad. Perfect. I've been quite happy with that. But no, I've got to see the Cody Rhodes documentary every time, even though I've already seen it. So I've that's what is annoying to me. I always see before on even in, even in the UK, we get an advert before um, every 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 single film on the network. Um, but it's usually something for one of the Skull, sort of Stone Cold sessions. But it's always Becky Lynch's one. It only lasts ten seconds. The advert. Oh well, that's different. This one's it's not too bad. Seconds. It's not an advert. It's a stinger. Yeah, it's, I just wish they'd mix it up a little bit. That's all. That's Make, what I would like. It's the same thing. Speaking of ads, um, I don't know if anyone caught it, but I thought it was hysterical that uh, before, uh, during Raw, they showed a commercial for Twisted Metal, and they specifically didn't show the character of Sweet Tooth because he's played by Samoa Joe. Oh. And I thought that was absolutely hysterical that they cut, because in the regular commercial, he is in the commercial, he's pretty much the main character because his body like the character body is Samoa Joe but he's voiced by Will Arnett so they I think they say Will Arnett's in the show in the commercial but they actually never show him because it's Samoa Joe and I thought that was petty and wonderful and I love it we didn't get that advert in the UK we get UK based advertising well I think it was an actual stinger on oh but they wouldn't they wouldn't be promoting Peacock in uh in the uk do you have... we do have peacock oh you do have peacock okay so yeah it was an actual wwe stinger like it wasn't a commercial commercial it was something they played like you know before or after an ad break when it's technically live um so maybe maybe it didn't cross over there anyways because i'm sure that wwe has a different feed going everywhere i mean confession we... time i yeah. didn't watch raw this week for the first time in a long time um, I was going to watch it the next day, but, and we've talked about this multiple times, Matt. I, you know, I used to watch the highlights on YouTube and that was yeah. it. It would be like three minutes, four minutes, five minutes. And then we talked about it later before I got went back on to Sling that it was up to like eight minutes, nine minutes, ten minutes. I don't have, suppose you happen to see how long it was this week. It was no. four, over 14 minutes long. It was like, that's, that's a like, good, that's got to be a good thing. That's a great thing for me because I was like, yeah, I'm not spending three hours when I can watch this in seven minutes at times, too. Which yeah. is what I did. So, no, I did not watch Raw. It, it is a bizarre world we in the UK are living in. But bearing in mind how everything is like lined up all ducks in a row for peak for WWE, everything's on Peacock. That's how you find everything over, over there. Or in USA, whatever sort of thing. In the UK, we've got the bizarreness of having Peacock, WWE Network separate from it. We have TNT Sports with WWE on it. And AEW All In being advertised in WWE ad breaks on TNT Sports. Whoa, that is kind of surreal. Uh, here's a great question. The Cody documentary, is that on Peacock or is that on the WWE Network in the UK? Uh, I'll be honest, I haven't checked. Because I know it's a Peacock documentary. It's not a. It's obviously in collaboration with WWE documentaries, but I noticed that it was advertised front page on Peacock, not in the WWE page. Well, I can, um, I can ah, yeah, yeah. Which is, I mean, 
you know, it's a name because, you know, even lapsed wrestling fans, the name Rhodes still carries weight, you know, especially to an older generation who's going to remember Dusty mm -hmm. um, or a younger generation who's going to remember Dusty. I love Dusty. Yeah. Um, It's not, I don't think it's on the UK network here, no. Yeah. But I mean, maybe we can get that out of the way, you know, right back. I really liked the documentary. I thought it was really well done. Um. You know, I, I don't I don't understand. You know, it, it, everyone makes it sound like the documentary buried AEW. It did not. It actually mm -hmm. put AEW over in quite yeah. a few areas. Yeah, he, was just, he said, I don't want this editing out. Like, yeah, I want it, this leaving in. And everyone's said, just going to say, for the record, I did not leave because of this reason. I did not leave because of this reason. I left because of a personal reason, and he kept it at that. So, no. Yeah, he... I, everyone's just latched on to Triple H calling it a secondary company with the with the the overarching story of what he was talking about was Cody's view on what was the championship he wanted to hold. It was a secondary championship in Cody's mind. That's what Triple H was saying, a secondary title to the title that Dusty never won. That's what he's talking about. He's talking about that. And I just think it was it was super overblown. But then again, no offense to anyone out there. That is wrestling fans. We have to overblow everything for no particular reason. And that's why there's so much negativity on te text, texer, tixer, xer, whatever the fuck we're going to call it these days. Oh, I'm still calling it you know, Twitter. The, 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 the bird X. You X is going to give it to you. Like. I'm calling it Twitter still. Matt, what are you calling it? MySpace. <laughs> um, well, last night when I was re when we were recording um the volley, which is available now on demand, if you want to go check it out. Um, it we we um I was referring it to X because that is the company's name, whether I like it or not. Um, whereas Dan Griffin was referring it to it Twitter. Still, okay. Yeah, if you say X, I know what you're talking about, but I'm not saying X. Mm. That, 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 that's 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 a fair comment. I'm going to call it Flubber uh, in honor of the Nutty Professor. That works. That May rest in peace, Robin Williams, and that still feels weird to say all these years on. Yeah, and also the original Nutty Professor has obviously been dead for a long time, too. Um... Yeah. Graham, no, I'm sorry, oh, this is... Shoot, I don't remember his name. Jeez, it's going to be a lot. I, rem I, I remember it, I remember watching it, but I don't remember who it was. And also, the Nutty Professor in the movie, uh, uh, the Nutty Professor was, um, what's his dick? Eddie Murphy. Mm -hmm. Which is, it's funny that we have so many movies that are all based on the same character. Jerry Lewis just came to me. <laughs> but yeah, let's, uh, what are we talking about? What are we doing here? Well, Where are you guys? How'd well, you get we're going to start moving into the actual show. We are going to. I just want to mention, though, that Peacock in the UK is a separate service we've got to pay for on top of WWE Network and top of everything else. So Peacock can go, can go swing from my hairy ball sack on that side of things. Um, we um, let's move, let's move into some good cop moments, shall we? Well, Matt, as we're totally mixing things up, I went first last week. Ryan went first two weeks ago. So go ahead. Open up the bad in for us. What you got? What's your main good cop moment of the week? Well, I'm going to start with a good cop moment, Graham, which is going to surprise everybody. Okay. I'm shocked already. I don't mm. even know what it is, and I'm shocked. 
I am going to give you guys, um, because I actually struggled for a overwhelming good comment this week. So I've decided to do what you did last week, Graham, to me. And I've got a game. Give us a little quiz, a guess who. A did game, you watch What's My Line this week? <laughs> it's, 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 hello, my name is. I'm bringing it back. Slim Shady. <laughs> no? Shit. So you two can work as a team on this, okay? <laughs> oh, boy, this could be interesting. Okay. So I will give, I have got four wrestlers, and I'm going to give you. Just one of them. Three clues. To each one, and you will. And I want, and you guys play along at home, by the way. Obviously, <laughs> message into good at good bad results and tell us how you got on. So, Ryan and Graham, confirm that was the answer. Okay. Someone else can see it before. Okay, <clears throat> okay. So, the first one is the first clue for the first wrestler is one, two Royal Rumbles. One, two raw rumbles. Uh, all right. Well, uh, Ryan, this is going to be all on you because whenever we, whenever we do anything factually based like this, and it's Matt and me, it's just Matt basically. So it'll be you. But um, I think I can offer some insight. Although Matt will probably tell me he won three in the end. Um, I have a feeling Stone Cold won two. But that's it. I'm out. I've no idea. Austin it's... Austin did win two, though. The first is is it was a was a shady ending. Hmm. So that's uh, I'm trying to think of someone else. Orton did Orton win two? I think Orton won two. Um, bearing in mind, bear, bear in mind, I'm trying to catch you guys out. Well, of course, you're being a dick. Uh huh. This is a, remember, this is a good cop moment, and you're trying to and be you, a dick. and you have got three clues. So yeah, yeah. Right. So so we've got we've got Orton and Orton and and uh, Stone Cold right now. Go ahead, Matt, Matthew, okay. Matthew, Matt, Mr. Lewis. Next clue is the only person to enter two elimination chambers in one night. Well, it's definitely not Austin. No. Uh, ooh, did Shawn Michaels win more than one Royal Rumble? I don't think so, but I could be wrong. I Shawn Michaels definitely chamber. So I always switch. But... Or, Orton again. I'm. Pr- I know Orton has been in elimination chambers, so him being in two in one night is definitely a possibility. Why would he be in two in one? Well, night, he- here's the thing, too. Is like, oh, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Um, he hasn't mentioned pronouns on anywhere like this. There's been a female Royal Rumble since as well. That is true. Is Charlotte that Flair won too. She always. They no. always give her chimes to win things like that. I don't think so. Did she? I mean, very well could have. She's held the title fourteen hundred times in fucking six months. Because all those people we're thinking about, uh, there's kind of the wrong generation for elimination chamber. Yeah, but I don't think I don't think there there's never been two uh, women's elimination chambers in one night. No, that's not that. Did they put a, a woman in the men's one to be radical and then appeared in the uh, like they've certainly had people appear in both Royal Rumbles, right? Yeah, I think yeah. Well, uh, Nia Jax I think was in both Royal Rumbles that that one year, or maybe uh-huh. she was just in the men's. Uh, anyways, um, I don't think we've so we're sticking with Orton for right now. Then it's not Austin. We're, we're pretty sure. Yeah, and, well, Austin's never been in an elimination chamber, as far as I know. I don't know why Randy uh, Orton would to, be. To be fair, to be fair, I'll be a hundred percent honest. My ruthless aggression, my later ruthless aggression, is a little hazy because I was kind of in and out at the time. I wasn't doing all the pay per views. Okay. So, uh, we don't know, Matt, but we'll say Orton for right now. Go on, give us one more clue. The third clue is the first person to cash in multiple money in the banks. 
Oh. See, I was thinking on if just on that clue alone, if I hadn't heard anything edge. else, I would have said I would have said the Miz. I want to say edge. Alright, we'll say edge. Correct. Ah. How did he appear in two in one night? He entered the first chamber of the night as world champion, was limited first, and then entered, then took at Kobe Kingdom in the main event to take his spot in the chamber to win the other championship. Because Vicky Grail was the GM at the time, so she made it happen. Yeah, that was that was Edge's reign of terror. <laughs> yeah. What year was that? Two thousand six. No, that was no, no, that was two thousand and eight sort of time because oh. that was. I was that in was England like, and didn't watch any wrestling at all. No wonder I was okay. About 2008 sort of time, yeah. Um, right, next. Um, right, next one is... We're a quarter <laughs> of the way through now, is that right? Yeah. The next one is... <clears throat> you could save a couple for another week, perhaps, in case you didn't... No, think no, no, no I like this one, I like this one. Mm. Once put the opponent through a flaming plane of glass. No idea. I can't think of ever that happening, personally, so... Ryan, you're our expert uh, well, I mean, violence. Is this just WWE? <laughs> he didn't say so. Okay, yeah. okay. Well, I mean, I, then I have no idea because I've seen a lot of people do flaming panes of glass. I shall give you an exclusive. Isn't, isn't it? Come on, think of ECW. That's got. It sounds like an ECW. Uh, ECW never really did glass. Oh, okay. That was pre-glass. Uh, Paul Heyman actually wouldn't even book a barbed wire match after Terry Funk and Sabu because he was like, "That was that that was more than even I go for. Like that was violent." Well, you know, Matt said at the start he wanted to make us look stupid. So how about yeah. putting in one of your favorites? Let's go with Matt Tremont as our first guest then. Uh, Nick Gage. I mean, I mean, I, I hell. He, I anyways, let, let, let's move on to the second Matt quote because I have no idea. I've seen way too many. All right, I'm saying Matt Tremont, he's saying Nick Gage. Second, second, second clue is, had a documentary released about him in 2021. Nick Gage. Matt Tremont. IWTV, I think. Third clue is, once beat the Briscoes for a tag team championship by partnering with Nick Gage. Shit. Well, it's not Nick Gage, then. I'm... <laughs> um, I don't know, so I'm sticking with Matt Tremont. Oh, I know the match, too. I know when they face Briscoes. <sighs> when did you say the documentary came out? 2021. 2021, so two years ago, yeah. Kevin Owens. Okay, so are you splitting your decision here? Yes. Or... Okay. Graham is correct. Yes! Come Matt on! Woohoohoo! That had nothing to do with any wrestling knowledge. That only had to do with psychology and knowing you were being a dick and you try to make him look stupid with this thing. That was the only reason. I, 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 and I went when in the Ring of Honor is what did it because I'm like, ooh, or oh, the Briscoes because I'm like, uh, I'm going. So I, I was trying to think, and I and I was, you know, I'm pretty sure there was a WWE 24 or something on Kevin Owens around that time. Mm, there's a lot of it. That's the thing is, they're meant to be. Obscure enough, but also accurate enough. That's the thing. Right, this one, I'm really quite pleased with this one. This one is, no, no, has been has been a VCW tag team champion. Oh, is this Virginia Championship Wrestling or uh, Vanguard Championship Wrestling by any chance? Or are you not telling us that? All right, well, you're being a dick again, so you obviously want me to say Benjamin Banks. Um, So it's obviously not Benjamin Banks. 
Um, I, I don't know. I'll start with Benjamin Banks. It's a good Matt start. Oh, actually, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Can I ask you, when did you write these clues? How is it, is it like in the last 24 hours? Is it a week ago? You don't get oh, to Oh, he's ask... not going to answer that. You're not, you you don't get to ask Richard Karn when they did the survey. It, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> okay, if you're not answering the question, then I think I can get it in one anyway. So when did you write the clues, Matt? Uh, he's not telling me. All right, my guess is Billy Gunn. Okay, 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 okay. Billy Gunn is what you're saying, is it? Okay. I'm going with psychology again, and I'm reading okay. the player, not the question. Okay. The second clue is, has been interviewed by the magnificent Matt Lewis. Oh. Matt Cardona. <laughs> uh, hold on. Are we talking... Are we, was that person called Matt Lewis when they did the interview? No. Yeah, you're talking about yourself. Okay, yeah, I'm just stuff, checking yeah. But you weren't Matt Lewis. You haven't done any interviews since you've been Matt Lewis. No, but, no, don't, don't be pedantic here on this one, okay? All right, I... not being a dick on this one, because you have interviewed Benjamin Banks then. You definitely haven't interviewed Billy Gunn, or if you did, you kept it real fucking quiet. Um, I'm going to go with Benjamin Banks then. Okay. I like I like Benjamin Banks, so I'll just agree. Benjamin Banks is a top bloke, for sure. Third clue is, was in a 7 out of 13 fools match in New Jersey in 2019. Oh, wow. I didn't know. I forgot Logan Easton LaRoe was at VCW. Yeah, yeah. Logan Easton LaRoe. Yeah. I'm just going to agree with Graham. It, it is definitely Logan Easton LaRoe. It's Logan Easton LaRoe, yeah. He took but... a. Unfortunately, he wasn't at VCW when we were going. He was there before that, and then he came, He returned, and he's been wrestling singles the last year, I think, year and a half. Hmm. Who was he tagging with? Was it um, Bobby? I can't remember uh, his last he, name. He, he, he teamed with someone called The Something. I'm not quite sure. Um, is. No. Um, the the, the Omen, Undertaker. The Omen or something like that, I think you were called. Oh, uh, okay. I, I thought it was. Yeah, that. they won it last They won it last weekend. Oh, shoot. Oh, I didn't know. He was only wrestling singles as far as I knew. Yeah, yeah I they won it down to last that, unfortunately. Weekend. Okay, so you actually are free for free between you. Um, although Graham oh is one up technically on uh, on Ryan. Oh, um, so we don't have to get. I thought you got more points for guessing it early on. So it's just, as long as you get it within three clues, you're good then. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll just oh, get it right. Okay. Oh. Okay. I'm okay. curious how this is a good cop moment. I'm just really. I'm, cop, I'm, it's not. It's, it's not. The only good cop moment is he gets to talk as long as he wants to. Uh, the bad cop moment is for our listeners who now we have definitely a guaranteed a two and a half hour show. Okay. The last one is. Is a Bachelor of Science in Architecture from the New Jersey Institute of Technology. For some reason, I think I should know it just from that clue. Like, you're obviously playing with us, so I have a feeling that's probably something that I talked about, but can you read it one more time for me? Of course. Is a Bachelor of Science in Architecture from the New Jersey Institute of Technology. Yeah, I, I don't really have anything, Ryan. You got anything? Steve Macklin. Good, good, good. Uh, but next one is. Well, I'll guess Diana Perazzo then. As soon as you said okay. Steve it's not. It's not Diana. She her, know, her degree not. is from Southern New Hampshire. I know it's not, but I don't have anything. Go ahead, Matt. First rivalry they had in AEW was with Pac. First. When you're saying they, I'm not sure if you're using that just as a pronoun to kind of disguise he or she, or whether it's they as in it's a tag team. 
So, no, it's just a per- single person. Okay, all right. I'll give you that much, yeah. All right, that, that's fair enough. Um, I can't remember. I'm trying to remember. I'm racking my brains. And I remember Pac, but I just can't remember who he was um, fighting against. Um, I'm it, going with OC. That, that's the only person I can remember off the top. But that was late. I'm sure that was later. But I, I'll say I'll say OC as well. Okay. Okay. Third clue is the male breakout star of 2020. Mm, kind of works. That does kind of work. That's about the right era. And you know that we you like we like Orange Cassidy, so you'd be yeah, I'm sure Orange Cassidy sounds good to me. The correct answer is Freshly Squeezed Orange Cassidy. Yeah, yeah. Nicely done, right? Nicely done. One clue. I, and honestly, I only know it because I know he's from the area, and I know he went to college because there's a bunch of drunk fucking college videos of him going around the internet, and they're absolutely hysterical. <laughs> to be fair, these were all ones that I thought that I I, I put one rest, I put one AEW, one WWE, and two that we that we've got a lot of time for. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's a good cop moment because it's a chance to talk about people we actually like rather than. But don't try and claim you're doing the same thing that I did. I did one thing. I read out all the clues, and then I, I stopped could have done you twenty. The last clue that was it. It was the over in like is, I, could, I, could done 20. I could have done twenty. So. I, well, just because you could do something doesn't always mean it's a good idea to. And, that's, a, and that's why I, that's why I did four, which is better than twenty. That's a good cop moment, Graham. Just for future reference, two would be even better. Right. Um, okay. Fine. Who would like to go next? What you got, Ryan? So, my good cop is not nearly as long-winded. Like it's actually it's actually quite short because honestly, I think that it it speaks for itself. Shayna and Rhonda, just full stop. Shayna and Rhonda are doing the best work, hands down, of Rhonda's wrestling career, and it might be some of Shayna's best work too. It's been, I'm actually invested. Uh, I think Bully, Bully Ray said it on Busted Open. The fact that we ever thought that we would see Ronda Rousey crying in a promo, that that should hook you right there. Brilliant, brilliant work from both women. And it sucks that this is probably Ronda's swan song for at least now. Mm-hmm. because this is the best thing she's ever done in pro wrestling. I mean, it's the best thing she's ever done for me, period, because I'm not a huge UFC fan. Um, but I am. I think I might be more invested in Shayna and Ronda at SummerSlam than I am any other match. I, I'm really excited about that match. Mm. Um, and I never thought I'd say that. I never, ever thought I would say that. Um, yeah, that's that's it. That's that's I'm good. letting uh, Matt go first because his facial reactions were far more expressive than mine were. Was you're reading your good cop moment out? Well, I've got to admit, I don't know, I don't know, Billy Ray as far as that's why I think like that. Billy Ray can get in the bin as far as I'm concerned, um, as a human being and as a commentator, personally. But, um, in well, t- see, hold on, Matt. I'm a good uh, journalist, I uh, I quote my sources, and that was my source. So, well, my sources, I've had to cook mine myself, so anyway. Um, in, now, with we, a mallet. Never let that go, are you, Nish? Never, Never. let that go, are you? On, 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 at, at your funeral, <laughs> I will read my eulogy of you saying, he often cooked soup with a mallet, and then I will walk away. 
That's it. That's all I will say. It's really tempting to give you the nickname Timmy as well. Timmy Mallet. Very good. Very good. Very good. But the only 18th entertaining UK who isn't serving time right now. Um, right. <laughs> um, but regards to Shayna Ronda, it's it. I have to fully agree. It's just a, it's just a shame. It took pretty much five years for Ronda to actually do a half season promo. And and because I I will say I, I'm not sure how, how how you guys feel, I've really liked Shayna pretty much since day one. She is she she's one of those performers where she is a credible, legitimate threat, yeah. which is something Ronda should have been, but she wasn't. It was just oh, Ronda Rousey's here to make a paycheck. Cool. She hmm. demolished everybody on the roster when she first came in. She wasn't a credible threat, really. No, because it's the Ronda U- Rousey, the former UFC champion. Wow, she okay. may be a credible threat in UFC, but she was never a credible threat in WWE. She was just another fucking famous person who wandered into a main event and got everything handed to her. She did kind oh, of. Oh, walk- whoa, 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 whoa! So how come all the people were complaining that Ronda's getting this, Ronda's getting that, she's getting all the time, blah, 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 blah? She didn't job for anybody. She she was destroying people. But you don't but, think that was a credible threat? No, wait, not at all. But hold wow. on, one, boys, wow. boys, hold on. Okay, you guys are going to argue and let me at least referee it. Okay, now. Bearing in mind that this is a performance art we're talking about here, and anyone can be anyone because it's how it's fucking written, what gives her the right to walk into that and just never lose? What gives her the right to not earn her stripes like Shayna fucking did? I'm invested in this story from Shayna's point of view, and yet... And yet, at Money in the Bank, we were supposed to be booing Shayna. But here, and here's the thing, Graham, to kind of answer your question, this goes right back to what we talked about last week or the week before telling a story in the ring. Rhonda was just going in there and squashing people for the most part. She was just going in there and just being like, I'm Rhonda Rousey. But she wasn't telling a story in those matches. There was no. Like, I I would I would argue that someone like let's just uh, I'm gonna use Braun Strowman as the example. Braun Strowman was able to because Braun Strowman knew how to properly no sell. Um, he did the monster heel. You punch him in the face, and his eyes get wide, and he stares you down. And the person does the old Memphis back off, like whoa, 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 hold on a second, and and that told a story with Rhonda, like when she like um injured uh Liv. It like it it didn't it didn't. I didn't feel anything for it. And I'm a huge live fan because Rondo was just like, I put you in an arm bar. I'm so cool. Like, and it was just like, yeah, who the fuck cares? But that's not the first run that she had though. That That's, that's, the, that's the second run. That's a slightly the, different. The and you're talking thing... about building story up. When Ronda Rousey came into WWE, tell me one person that didn't know who Ronda Rousey was. You don't need to build the character up. Everyone knows what Ronda Rousey is. Everyone knows but That's the thing, Rousey is we know Ronda Rousey, the, the UFC fighter. You... We know Ronda Rousey, the UFC fighter. Who's Ronda Rousey, the professional wrestler? 
But we'd seen glimpses of it at the previous WrestleManias as well. Like, it wasn't like her first... So you have seen her. This is not a character that's unusual to WWE fans. You've seen that she can actually wrestle a little bit within those matches as well. No, I, I totally disagree with that. I think that you've already showed that character is not just a UFC fighter, a good UFC fighter, a world champion UFC fighter, and was known for winning her matches in super short time as well. So and the fact that she came in and did the same thing in her wrestling ring by using more non-traditional wrestling moves but by using skills that she already had why would that be a big shock to you that that why would it wasn't you, it, it wasn't so where a big would you start shock. that character boring from? telling me you starting her as i have no idea how to wrestle i'm gonna lose matches that would have been equally ridiculous that, sorry that i mean more ridiculous. At, at least went like okay so let's let's talk about ken shamrock because okay. ken shamrock followed a very very similar path to ronda rousey big in ufc left ufc came to WWF and Ken Shamrock came in first as someone they were talking about. They were talking about, you know, how dominant he was in UFC. They were talking about how he's known as the world's most dangerous man. And then he came in and he did a couple squashes. He did. But each and every time it was, him getting better and he wasn't thrust into a storyline he was brought in to kind of squash some people and to bring him up to the level of professional wrestling that his contemporaries were at then they started building storylines around him with ronda they shoved her into a storyline that she wasn't ready for because she wasn't ready to tell a story she was ready to be a, she is a monumentally talented judo performer not performer yeah. fighter yeah. she's a monumentally talented mma fighter mm -hmm. but there was no real story other than she's ronda rousey and they didn't build up to that they just kept putting her in things because she was ronda rousey that's what i didn't like there was no story your comparison I... with Ken Shamrock to, uh, to Ronda Rousey, to me, was sounded like the same thing as comparing uh, Brock Lesnar to uh, Jake Hager. Oh, they were both in W. They're totally different characters. They're, they're totally different strengths. They're not on the same level as each other. Uh, they were. I understand Shamrock's both... good, and no disrespect to Shamrock, but I think Ronda Rousey, you, it's a very different level that they're coming in. And the same with Brock yeah, Lesnar but, as well. But you need to understand, too, UFC was at a very different level at that sure. time, too. And he was the top of UFC. Mm -hmm. Didn't his father in create UFC? Yes. Oh, I did not know that side of it. So, like, and he was their top guy. He was their most marketable guy. But this is at the time when UFC was down here. You can't see my hand, but it's down near my wiener. <laughs> now <laughs> UFC is arguably on the same, in the MMA world, UFC is the <laughs> WWE. It's the top thing. Hmm. It's completely. You, I'm you can't still not seeing why you guys are seem perfectly happy with Brock Lesnar's booking throughout the time, but then when the Did female version of Brock Lesnar comes in, Did we say we were. It, uh, it seems Lesner like a very similar story UFC to me, and there was I've never heard you beef about that before. Brock Lesnar wasn't in UFC before he was in WWE. He was a world champion. After. Well, okay, in his second run, okay, when he returned from UFC, then, but yeah, from, but that, he, from he being was, that he was character, like anyone else returning, that's what big people. Batista was booked the same way. Batista came in and started wrecking people when he came back. I will agree with Graham slightly here because 
one could argue it's down to the fact that Vince was writing all that stuff, and now Hunter's writing this new one. So it may have a, may have a little bit to do with the fact that behind the scenes, the creative side of things have changed for the better. I mean, as proven with Graham said earlier, for example, Raw highlights were three minutes at one point, now they're 14 minutes, which mm-hmm. means there is better stuff going on behind the scenes, which may be why we can appreciate the Shane Ronda thing now. But because let's not forget, let's not forget Ronda Rousey uh, was in a championship match in her second fucking match in the company. And she would have won it had it not been for Lexa Bliss cashing in the money in the bank. The fact of the matter is, is that she was pushed to the championship way too hard, way too fast. And I remember saying this, Graham, way, way back on the Matt attack, back in the back in the early days of my career. Well, if we're, if we're harking back to old podcasts, then the reason I'm being so uh, vehement in this is uh, from the Mount Rushmore podcast. One of my four picks was Ronda Rousey, even though that was ridiculously early to pick that. And um, the fact that I'm, I'm always going to have a lot of respect for Ronda Rousey. Uh, you already mentioned that you really like the stuff she's doing right now, crying in the promos. The fact that she gave up the title so Liv Morgan could win it. And assuming that's proven true now, Matt, I don't know. That was speculated because originally Ronda was supposed to go over. And then she was like, no, no, absolutely not. I- I'm going to lose it. So the fact that she's prepared to sacrifice some of that fame, as it were, to put other people over, I have a lot of respect for her as as a wrestler, as a character, whatever you want to say. So I'm going to keep defending. I think we've seen different sides of her. We've seen that super dominant person to begin with, as she should have been as the UFC person. We've seen those some of those vulnerabilities where she's found ways to lose. And then it now we've seen this third. So I think that we, there's, there's definitely a, a wide variety of stories that she can tell. The second one, no, she can. She just hasn't. The second well, that's one not always on her, though, as well. No, the second one had been better for sure, that side of thing. Definitely. We should have lose. She was a manager, Charlotte Flair. She lost twice to Liv Morgan. There are there's certain times where she has um lost matches and and as you can tell a better story than she did the first time round. Ring technology is a big deal, obviously. We've discussed it the last couple of weeks, how important it is to tell the story. Because otherwise, if you're just going out there and having a match, you might as well watch a house show. Because sometimes that stuff doesn't is terrible. As you, as you witnessed with the um the six minute Omos match, Graham, when you were for example. Oh my god, don't remind me of that. The saying, Graham, that's what happens when you haven't got ring psychology. It's it, it, it's it's in a great example, Matt, just to kind of play off of that, is you know, obviously there's a lot of you know, controversy. I mean, there's always been controversy surrounding him, but there's a renewed controversy of people who don't follow wrestling history on Eric Bischoff right now. But you can give Eric Bischoff a lot of credit for understanding the ring psychology of someone like Bill Goldberg back in the day. He knew he could not do a 12 minute match. Hmm. Everyone knew it. So they had him go out and be a dominant crush everyone, but they did it while telling a story about him and it worked really well. I was a kid, but I'd been watching wrestling for a long, long time. And I knew that, well, okay, I don't know if this guy can have a Rey Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero match because he can't, but what he can do, he's really goddamn good at. And he's making me care. Exactly. That's why when Goldberg came back for his last one of the company, he has three minute matches over quickly because that's what he does. When he was in his first run back in 03, 04, they're putting him in 20, 25-minute matches against Triple H. I mean, like, 
Triple H can carry a broom through a match, but my God, he had to carry um, Goldberg through some of the matches. Goldberg can could not do big matches, but he could tell a story, and he told a story better than the TWE, but it wasn't there. We digress like slightly here, haven't we? I, 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 I apologize. The- I, I like I, the I fact pull, that I, Ryan said this would be shorter than your moment. I, 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 I got to pull. I, no, well, it's because you started arguing with me. I know. I got to pull a test. But I digress. I digress. <laughs> indeed. Indeed. Myself and myself, myself got Taz when I hand it over to Graham. All right. Well, I'm going to change some of the wording of this then because we need to get back on track a little bit quicker. Um, I want to talk about Evolve Wrestling, um, founded in 2010 uh, by former Ring of Honor booker Gabe Sapolsky. I hope I'm pronouncing that correct. Uh, Promotion had a close working relationship with Dragon Gate USA and Dragon Gate USA's closure in August 2015. Uh, 2015, they formed a partnership with WWE, which I have to admit, I didn't recognize. I didn't I didn't realize that at all. Um, allowed WWE to scout Evolve talent and potentially sign them. And on July 2nd, 2020, Evolve was officially purchased by WWE. But I want to talk about Evolve 66. Uh, I'm going to read you the card. And Matt, well, you kind of already stole my thunder a little bit, but I'm going to kind of play a game like I did the other week. I'm going to ask you to try and pick why is this my good cop moment. Um, started with a singles match, TJP with Stokely Hathaway versus Cedric Alexander. Uh, 15-minute match. Uh, it's already a bad cop the- moment because TJP's in it. <laughs> Jigsaw and Pete Kassar um, defeated Catchpoint, and that's Fred Yehi and Tracy Williams. Uh, Ethan Page, uh, that was a 13-minute match. Ethan Page defeated Dustin in 11 minutes. Uh, Drew Gulak defeated Tony Nese in 18 minutes. And for the Evolve title, Timothy Thatcher defeated Matt Riddle in just over 16 minutes. Now, the fact that there's actually a time to um, tell a story with the length of those matches is clearly a good cop moment. But I'm asking you specifically, why this week am I talking about Evolve 66? Any ideas? You have a newfound respect for Matt Riddle because you discovered a bag of marijuana on your way home from work and you've been high for the entire week. (laughs) Now, I actually even dropped hints as well, so I was worried that I might have kind of spoiled it a little bit, but all right, Matt's looking kind of... Is Matt doing some research right now? Oh, bloody hell. He's like a a trivia quiz and he gets his phone out. I can't tell you, Graham. All right. Well, I, perhaps if I tell you I'm missing one match off that card that I didn't tell you, will then give you the reason why. So I told you earlier, I wanted to talk about the Cody Rhodes documentary, but I wanted to talk yeah. about it from a completely different point of view. And the, mat, the match that I missed off uh, from reading there to you uh, was Cody Rhodes. Uh, Cody Rhodes defeated Zack Sabre Jr. in 18 minutes and 10 seconds, and that was the first match Cody had on the Independence. Now, what drew me to this was, as I was watching the documentary, it's like, all right, he's leaving WWE, and I saw two-thirds of a logo. I saw MC. I was like, oh my god, that's MCW. Cody Rhodes' first match on the Indies was actually at MCW. It was at the um, the MCW Training Center. I'm not sure why Evolve 66 was held at the MCW. Unfortunately, this was about a year before I started watching independent wrestling. Now, my intention was to actually watch the whole of that card, because I was like, oh, Evolve's on WWE. Perfect. Let me go to the network. I can go watch it. Um, they have four seasons out of 11. Unfortunately, that one wasn't on. Um, I tried to find, see if it was on YouTube. Um, I could find Cody's speech on there. Uh, which was kind of interesting, but I was I cut short for brevity. Which, if I'd known you guys weren't going to do that, I could have read, I could have quoted the whole speech. And um, I is on Fight Plus, but I got to pay fifteen dollars to watch it. 
I wasn't prepared to pay $15 just for good cop, bad cop to watch that card, but it looked Why like... Why would you have to pay 15 Fight Plus is 5 it's bucks not, a month. Sorry, it's not on Fight Plus. It's just on regular oh. Fight. So I couldn't get it for free, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, no, I thought it was, to me, it was just really interesting that probably people who are watching that documentary, for most people, they would have taken other things out of that documentary. But for me, that five seconds that Cody wrote, they didn't mention MCW specifically by name anywhere. But as soon as I saw that two thirds, that logo, I was like, that's the MCW arena. And um, sure enough, it was kind of disappointing. I didn't get back into indie wrestling a year earlier, or you would have known. Matt, you know I've driven up to MCW when there's been matches that caught my eye. Like, two years ago, the Hardy Boys were there. Boom, straight up there. Mason got to high-five the Hardys. Um, I would definitely have been up there, but just a slightly different angle. Matt, um, you, N Ryan, you already talked about the documentary in the introduction. I was like, you dick. I already told you I was going to talk about it. It's one of my moments, but I was like, alright, fine. I'll let you go with I it. I wonder why I brought that up in the intro. That's so interesting to me. I've got a question for you, Graham. Steal how... my thunder. But then I was going to give you guys the opportunity to talk about the documentary from the perspective of what everybody else was going to do. But you already did it, and Matt hasn't seen it, so uh, we're good. But just yeah, just cool, kind of cool that MCW was where Cody returned. How much was it to subscribe to Fight Plus? Out of curiosity, uh, it was it wasn't much. It's a, it works out at about five six dollars a month. I subscribed for the whole year in one go. Okay. I I I called it is a month because you can get it on Blu-ray for four pounds. That that match, the whole whole show. Oh, okay. Hmm. So I yeah. would pay four pounds to watch that match. Absolutely. Not the whole show, Graham. The whole show on DVD, Blu-ray for that matter. Oh, the blue a Blu-ray DVD. Oh, well, I don't have a Blu-ray player, so I guess I can't. Man. I know, but I'm it's saying that you. Twenty twenty-three. How do you not have a Blu-ray player? And I if have you... DVDs. If he'd bought an Xbox Series X of an S, he could have had it on that. Who's buying D who's buying Blu-ray stuff at this point? Uh, I am because... granddad, you are having to go at me. No, Nobody no, no. Fucking you... watches My husband... anymore, hold, on, could... hold on, hold on. Oh, oh, Graham. I don't oh, just because you've got a whole lot of Blu-ray look there no, no, no. stuff, just like my DVDs. As someone I'm who streaming cares... stuff here. I'm in twenty twenty three. As someone who cares about media preservation and these fact these asshole CEOs of these companies are now removing things from their streaming service, uh -huh. you still yeah. have to. Um the fact that I just ordered a copy of ECW's most bloodiest matches because uh, Born to be Wired 97, Terry Funk versus Sabu Barbed Wire is uh -huh. not on Peacock. And that is one of my favorite matches of all time. And it, it, I found it for 10 bucks on Amazon. So I bought it. On there, by the way. Hmm? It's the mass transit one available by any chance. Uh, I don't think match. I think uh, Paul has pretty much made sure mass transit doesn't exist in the history books because that is definitely a black eye on the history of ECW. Yeah. Um, but what 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 interests me about that is why people kept booking New Jack when he started trying to murder people in the ring. Um, maybe take a step back from New Jack. <laughs> just yeah, saying. Absolutely. Anyways, absolutely. that's it. I'm done. Okay, so I'm going to be featured then, Graham. Featured. Bring it on. Finally, some matches being announced for All In. Granted, they're kind of obvious ones, but thank goodness they're being announced, at least. Very happy to hit see them being announced. Um, Kevin Owens' new shirt. Um, it says on the front, I don't have an anger problem. On the back, it says, I have an idiot problem. Um, such an awesome shirt. I need that in my life, Christopher. My birthday is two weeks away. Buy me it. Um... Chad Gable versus Gunter 
on Raw. Amazing match. They got to have a 15-minute match, and it was phenomenal. Generally, for at one point, Chad was going to go over. Um, even though he technically did for five minutes side of things. Um, he, uh, some people online are now wanting Gable to dethrone Gunter, not Drew McIntyre at SummerSlam. I would be happy with either of those choices personally, uh, because I think Gunter is the man to take the title from Seth Rollins and be champion for maybe two, three years. Well, okay, I, I gotta have issue on one of those things. You're upset that they've announced a match, but it was kind of predictable. So you'd rather they just throw a match together that they've uh, never, that there's no story build up. You'd rather take two big names, randomly plot them together, and go, "Here's our match announcement," rather than have something they've actually built up to, and then logically the conclusion is going to be at that event. Perhaps it was just a poor choice of wording, or you're an idiot. I'm not sure. That was what. Why are you saying I'm upset about? It? I'm. I'm... I'm not upset about it at all. You you didn't no. You said it was good that they finally got some booking, but it was rather an obvious choice. Like it oh. sounded like you were poo pooing the fact that it was. Well, we all knew it was going to be. We all knew that we we're going to get MJF versus Cole. We knew not a secret. We knew it was going to happen. Yes, I knew it was building up to it, sort of thing. But there's other matches they could have announced for this sort of things in general. Like there will be title matches on the show, but they haven't even announced about that. The fact that we've got the the, the you know we've got Punk versus. Omega, do we care who wins that that match? It'll be it'll be a barnstorm, no doubt. But do we care who wins it? Were you hoping to see uh, Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker? No. Oh, okay. No. Oh. It sounded like you were being cynical. It sounded like you were the good cop moment was they finally announced some booking because I know you were unhappy about that, but you were you were being a bit snippy about what the booking actually was so far. Okay, I, I'm I misinterpreted that tone then. Okay. Jeez. <laughs> you go I need uh, I need to get back to the decaf, I think. Yes. <laughs> Ryan, your your speed check, please, sir. <clears throat> This is good cop, right? I forget where we are sometimes. <laughs> um, Great, American Bash. This week. Great American Bash was phenomenal. Uh, I really, really loved the whole show from beginning to end, even the pre-show. Uh, and WWE does not usually do great matches on pre-shows. Great American Bash from beginning to end was pretty phenomenal. I was pretty happy with it uh, overall. Um, so... This is going to be a controversial good cop, um, and I understand that, and I am prepared for the hate. Um, I am okay with WWE cutting some matches from SummerSlam. Does it suck that, unfortunately, the women took a hit? Yeah. I don't think we know the whole story. I think we're going to see something else, but I am very much looking forward to not a five-hour SummerSlam. That's that's pretty much it. Um, uh, uh, I, had, I had another one. I didn't write it down, but I know it was supposed to be here. Um, I was a, a big fan of Hikaru Shida winning the AW Women's World Championship. I'm a big Shida fan, especially because she cosplays as uh, Tifa from Final Fantasy VII a lot, and that's adorable. 
I agreed with the first part and then I had no idea what you were talking about for the second part. Um, Matt, do you want to jump in first? I got a couple of things I wanted to throw in. Um, in with regards that SummerSlam could be shorter, um, I'm totally with you on that one as well. And less matches, like now we know it's Triple H who's doing the booking. Like you think of NXT takeovers, like how awesome were they? Less than three hours, Short, like five concise. matches total. Yeah. Boom, it's brilliant. So no, I'm totally on board with that as well. And I can see him doing a similar thing. Quality, not quantity. Uh, absolutely, keep fans wanting more, but give them brilliant three hours rather than trying to stretch it for five. Absolutely, I'm totally with you on that. The only thing, and I, I'll probably come up on fan cop moments, and so I'm gonna, I'm just gonna ask you now. You spoiled this match for me, which is interesting because we're gonna talk about spoilers a little bit later anyway. Um, I hadn't realized I'd paused it at one point because I went to get a drink, came back. I didn't realize I was 90 seconds behind the action, and um, <laughs> you, you kind of spoiled the ending of the. Uh, uh, is it Gate? Oh, I can't remember his name now. Steverson. I forgot his Gable name. Piece of Shitson. There, there you go. Okay, him. So you were like, oh, the finish. And I was like, what? The match is still going on. <laughs> and then we were kind of just chatting on Twitter because you, for your perspective, there's nothing happening right now. And from my perspective, I'm just like, oh, you bloody hell, you just spoiled that ending for me. Um, I didn't notice anything particularly bad with that match because we were kind of chatting rather than watching the match. Um, but there were a lot of people said that match absolutely stunk. So I was curious. Oh, you said oh, the match was exactly. good from start to finish. So I would sorry, the event was good from start to finish. So I just wanted to. Well, it's because we haven't got to my bad cops yet. Uh, first, okay, I mean, well, you said and, from start to finish though. So I just had well, to... here's the thing. So the the good part of that was it it showed us something that Matt and I have been harping on for a while. Gable Stevenson is really talented at doing wrestling moves. But he didn't tell any sort of story. Plus, he might be a rapist, so that doesn't oh, help. Oh Jesus Christ! Um, Bloody hell! Allegedly. But the, the the good the good cop moment of that match was uh, people chanting Corbin, and Corbin absolutely deserves that because Corbin has been a workhorse for that company for a long time, and yeah, I do not think I, he gets I, the credit he deserves. Okay. Okay. And and for anyone I think who disagrees with that, I implore you to go watch Lone Wolf Corbin in NXT. He was a brilliant performer. He is always on top in the ring, and he got stuck with a couple of bad gimmicks. Um, but I will I will fight that sad Corbin was one of the greatest things Vince has done in the past ten years because sad Corbin was brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Happy Plus, we got bum ass Corbin from Pat McAfee. Bum ass Corbin is a great chant. Mm -hmm. Um. All right. Well, I'm going to follow on because I had exactly the same thing. Great American Bash. Uh, Roxy's amazing. Bring her up to the uh, main roster as ASAP. Um. I have one question to ask you guys, but you can answer at the end. Um. Is her sister really that good of an actor? Like, I was really when she was getting thrown into that barricade, and mom's right there. Like, I can believe mom can sell. Like, oh my gosh, she's really. But I thought I thought she was only. She looked pretty young. I thought she did a really good job of kind of convincing that Roxy was possibly injured. So I don't know if she was just naive to the fact that it's uh, wrestling, or if she was playing along with it. But I thought she did a really good job. Um. It's the first time I've really seen Tiffany Stratton wrestle. To be honest, uh, very impressed. Um. Did not realize that Taya Hale was as young as that when they were talking about the youngest champion in history uh potentially um only 19 i, I thought it was kind of like beverly hills to uh 50210 or whatever the heck that zip code is that i can't remember right now where you've got 90210 thank you um uh, whether you've got 30 year olds playing 16 and 17 year olds I, I assumed it was like that i didn't realize she was that young so very even more impressed with her wrestling ability and character ability now because of that 
And, uh, oh shoot, there was one more. Oh, RVD's appearance on AEW. The fact that the YouTube video is four minutes and 20 seconds long, please tell me. That that has to be deliberate, right? I can't believe that was an absolute accident. Matt's obviously not happy about that. And um, I think that was it. Everything. Oh, I finally got around to watching some AEW, and I really enjoyed Golden Elite versus uh, the Blackpool um, Combat Club at Blood and Guts. That's it. Mainly because I only got three seconds left, but... I watched more AEW yesterday than I watched for the rest of the year combined. Uh, Go on, Matt. RVD. Come on. I have no problem with RVD being on AEW. Oh, okay. It sounded like you weren't happy with that. I have a problem with people thinking he's all elite. Oh, okay. All right. The, the okay. one-time deal. Two well, he's time. appearing on uh, Collision this weekend as well. And then all in. All in. And that, that'll, that'll be it. Sort of oh, he's there. Okay. Right. He's there. He's there. He better spike to spike things. Why do you spike things? If they would, they've already got their biggest ever attendance at AEW. What more? They don't need to spike the attendance, do they? Surely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't know. I'm happy to see him, but the fact is, can he still? Can he still give us a 20 minute classic at his age? Yeah. We will see. I guess we will see. I guess we okay. will see. Time for bad cop moments. Oh, I hope you're ready for this one. Good. Bad. Uh, Matt, what you got? Okay, strap in. Strap on. Christ. <laughs> this past week, Vincent Mann had spinal surgery. Mm-hmm. He had it was it was it was uh, acknowledged as life-altering surgery. Um. But that's not the bad cop moment. The bad cop moment is, and I am going to... This was revealed literally the day after the former President of the United States was had an indictment unsealed on Tuesday. Federal law enforcement office agents executed a search warrant on WWE boss Vincent Mann and served with a grand jury federal subpoena last month. The actions represent an, an, an escalation of an ongoing investigation into allegations that McMahon had paid millions of dollars over the years to women with, accused of sexual conduct. WWE also revealed that Vince has gone medical leave since undergoing his bio surgery. Yeah, this is twofold bad. Because, one, we all thought the Vince stuff was kind of like done with. Apparently not done with. Secondly, the contract that he signed when he returned to the board said if anything else happens, Vince, you're done. I don't know what that means for the Endeavor deal. Mm-hmm. But the fact that Vince is phil- philandering, let's, put it, let's say how it is, um, hasn't gone away. Vince McMahon may have just fucked his whole company in more ways than one. Um, I mean the company will be fine. I get, I'll probably be fine. I mean, I dare say, uh, you know, they'll kick him out, and um, and Nick Khan will just be, you know, will take over as chairman, sort of thing. It'd be fine. The company will survive. Um, but it did concern me. I saw that because it was plastered across all the dirt sheets. I did do a little bit of sifting through all the crap to see which parts actually weren't clickbait and which parts were true. Um, the the fact that 
you've been served with grand jury subpoena. That's not good. Mm-mm. That's not good. Um, yeah, so I, that, that's the main bad cop moment. Is the fact that this is really this ugly head yet again. And um, we need to, and I wanted to get out of the way, basically. So, any comments, gentlemen? Um, I'm glad it hasn't gone away because it clearly hadn't been resolved. So we don't want things like that being just swept under the carpet. So um, no, I don't think that's a bad thing that that hasn't just disappeared. And I'm sure Vince would like it just by throwing money at a problem. So um, no, I, I'm I'm glad that there's going to be some something. It's going to look like it's going to be dealt with seriously. Yeah, and the fact that this is now coming from the federal government and not from an internal WWE investigation into finances uh shows that you know and also i'm sure we don't you know because a lot of when it comes to things like that a lot of stuff is not made public a lot of things are because it's part of an ongoing investigation it's part of an ongoing trial this is not made public and considering the closeness between the former president of the united states who is also going through some legal trouble and the McMahon family um you know who knows this could be more uh, you know linda mcmahon was part of the cabinet i believe um okay. you know who know this this might not even you know necessarily have to do as much with vince as it is the mcmahon family in general like who knows i mean i don't i don't follow a lot of this stuff until especially when I'm- Someone is indicted, someone is arraigned, whatever. You know, we're still talking six months, a year, two years, three years before anything actually happens. Um, Graham's getting drunk, I can see. He's got that uh, Heineken Rolling Rock kind of bottle. Uh, Dos Equis? Nice. There's a little bit left from last night, so I'm just... Are you serious? Well, no, 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 Matt, I'm sorry. Did you just (laughs) take a swig of a beer that's been sitting out overnight? There's a little bit left. I'm not going to waste it. I'm thirsty. That's disgusting. No, it's not. Why is that disgusting? Because it's flat. It's been open. I mean, it's. It, I, I don't even think the whole bottle. The only that are either drunk. It's like a shot of that, that's that swill. That's literally <laughs> backwash. I'm doing yeah, it every week. Going fucking forward, disgusting. Yeah. Um, even <laughs> we're record. Most people won't know we're recording early as well. This is a, a 10 a.m. record from American perspective. So next week I'm going to open a bottle up Thursday night and I'm going to then drink it on a uh, Friday. <laughs> on the show. <laughs> Just to spite you guys. Mm. Uh, I won't even drink a soda that's been open for like two hours. My god, you got you're such a drama queen. It's not even funny. No, I like my shit bubbly. <laughs> and like and yeah. you want not only and, that, you'll have to get some ice in it as well to make sure it's spit. super cold. And so I'm surprised see the thing that surprised me was that it was as from an American perspective, you weren't more shocked the fact that I was drinking a beer that was room temperature. Because it has to be super chilled in America. Everything has to be super cold or else you can't drink it. But that part didn't bother you at all? Huh. Graham, you're from the north of England. They drink warm beer. In England it's perfectly acceptable. No, in in fact no, that- it's not acceptable. What do you mean it's not acceptable? That's how camera, the campaign for real ale, tells you you should not be drinking. Anymore. It's real temperature. Not it's room temperature. It's not supposed to be super. Not anymore. Not anymore. Camera oh, now yeah. advocate. I'm part of camera. I know this You're shit. part of that as well? Yeah. Right, I'm talking to my stepdad this weekend and asking why I didn't get an update on that. But that's wrong anyway. Super chilled is bullshit for beer. Well, in any case, Graham... I'm not a beer connoisseur anyway, so... Getting back to the topic at hand... 
I uh, do know that they they haven't subpoenaed Linda. They've only subpoenaed Vince. So I'd like to hope that Linda's not involved with any of this because I like the feeling she's actually got half a brain between those between the other us. She she doesn't. She I mean she doesn't. She had, <laughs> yeah, she had unfortunately, Shane. she had Shane after all. Yeah. Um, not sure if it's still true, actually, but um, I saw on my Facebook on this day feed, I posted, I think it was about six years ago, it was uh, National Beer, excuse me, National Beer Day, and it's got Austin uh, spraying the beer everywhere. So I was going to do a shout out at the end of the episode to uh, to Dan Graham's and drunk. Uh, Rob. And... Graham, you hiccuped <laughs> after taking this. But I'm not sure if Happy Beer Day is like if it falls on a, a Saturday, so it's the first Saturday in August or something, or if it's actually uh, August 4th, so I don't know. But either way, Happy Beer Day, everyone. Enjoy your backs, Will. Disgusting. <laughs> can we move on? Yes. Um, yes, you can. Whose moment is it? Ryan. Who the fuck knows? <laughs> Who the fuck knows? All right. Um, my bad cop moment for the week. Uh, and this actually, it's funny because I went back and forth uh, between two of them. One of them is like, I think, an actual issue. And the other one is completely just me being a fucking old school wrestling fan and being bitchy. Um, I'm going to go with the, 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 No, we're going to go with the actual issue because uh... uh, it's a better conversation. Don't worry. I'll tack on the other one at the end. Um, AEW saying that All In is the biggest wrestling show ever which is factually incorrect in every sense of the word. It's not the biggest in attendance. It's not the biggest in names. It's not the biggest in, you know, mainstream media. It's not the biggest in any way. Now, I'm not saying All In's going to be a phenomenal show. All In might be the show of the year. That's going to be a hell of a show. Is it the biggest wrestling show ever? Not even a little bit. Oh, Graham thinks he has something to say. Graham, please, uh, share with just, the class. Well, first of all, I was waiting for you to finish because I want to know what, what is the biggest wrestling show, just out of interest. Just so um, I because if you're asking me to compare something to it, I need something to, I well, need to okay, know what. So, so, so let's, let's talk uh, attendance. Okay. See, well, see I don't know. think that's, I don't think that's what it is, though. I don't think they're based because I'm in my head. That was my at one point they did say largest. They said the largest as well, right? which okay. is incorrect. Period. I think then it might be the biggest in terms of revenue generated because it is a very big crowd and people in England are paying way over the odds because it's a special event because they don't get that sort of stuff normally. Uh, yeah, I know you had an event this year. I know you had money in the bank. I understand that. But uh, British people will generally be paying more for their tickets than yeah. what people will be paying for a, an equivalent event in the US. So that was I, I my, would, is it on a revenue generated then? And then that case if it's, if it's revenue it's generated, I still think it's factually incorrect just for the sheer fact of you know like what what was the report that WWE just released that that just for just for the 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 the, the city of uh Los Angeles brought in like 200 million dollars just for the city um, or maybe it was twenty four million, whatever. But then, like, if you if you look at a WrestleMania and you look at ticket prices and people who actually go to the show, and then also include the fact that they have a convention center full of autograph signings and stuff that you can pay for, plus they have an entire superstore open where you can buy merchandise and stuff like that. 
A, that's if we're going with the amount of money. Revenue generated from ticket sales, then. How about if we're going with revenue generated from ticket sales, that still is unquantifiable at this point because no, who the not. fuck knows? No, it's not. No, they know also, how many they've sold. They uh, know exactly how many ha- they The event hasn't happened yet, so you can't yet. But I yeah, still think don't... it's already bigger than any other event. Which if if okay, let's let's just say that's the case. That is the biggest like false advertising I can think of because that's not what you that's not what your average wrestling fan is gonna care about. I know for some reason wrestling fans are really obsessed with ticket sales and ratings and stuff because they're you know sorry, but um they're they're rooting for the, the, the rich people to make more money because that is the thing the middle class does because they're morons. I don't know. It's stupid. Let me, um, put, let, me, let, me put, let me put it. Let me put it into layman's terms for people at home who may not quite understand here. Um, Graham, Graham understands. Attendance is how many people turn up to an event. Oh, sorry. That, no, 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 that's not what I mean. How many wrestling fans out there give a damn how much the company makes? A lot of them, for some reason. Yeah, but why? You go because to a show, enjoy the show. You don't go there to, to, to sit behind their counter and money count talk. their money. But what? But it, sh- it shouldn't make a difference to the fan who's attending the event. At the point shouldn't, I'm making, shouldn't. No. So why does it? Money talks. That's bullshit walks and bullshit walks, and the idea that they are trying to promote it as the biggest event ever is bullshit. So. <laughs> It, it, even fairness, though, don't all companies do this? They say it's the biggest event ever, etc., etc., without any real facts. Like, um, when we were walking around um, Cleveland a week and a half ago, Jackson saw a sign that said, this is the best pizza in the world served here, and immediately claimed that's where he wants to go to lunch, because yeah, he wants to know what the best But did that pizza place go pizza. out on their nationally syndicated television series and say it? Well, staring blankly at the camera because Tony Khan has zero fucking charisma. It, it, it's just—it's stupid. Oh no, yeah, everybody, that bothered me a lot. Wrestling's all about hype. That's what you do. You say it's the best. I don't think this is an unusual. But fact. biggest, largest—those words are factually incorrect, and that bothers me. Well, because so considering they a... all claim to be champion of the world as well, which also wouldn't be factually correct. Well, there's a lot. <laughs> I think you got to let yeah, these things go. Yeah, but this is not something I can let go because it's it's a lie. It's I a can't wait to hear what lie. the bitchy one is. This is the tame one. Like it just it it pissed me off. It genuinely and you know you both know me and the people who have been listening to me for the past couple of weeks and people who maybe came from the Blade Job a million years ago or people who just interact with me on Twitter. I like AEW. I really do. I enjoy their product. I enjoy their professional wrestling. I enjoy their talent. I really do. Don't fucking stare at me without Matt to your point without blinking on your <laughs> national television show and fucking lie. Period. It's not the biggest show by attendance. It's not the biggest show by name. It's not the biggest show by... I mean, you can't even say it's the biggest show by quality of matches because it hasn't happened yet. You cannot... You cannot say that. If it turns out to be the best wrestling show that has ever happened fucking go for it man you play off of that you it, it ends up being the highest rated show by uncle derv Maltzer's fucking bullshit rating go for it absolutely but until that happens don't because you're insulting the intelligence of your viewers 
Period. End of story. Oh, I see an I see a you... hand up on the uh, now now one. now Graham. Would you like to know? Because I guess well, what Matt has his hand up first. I think we need, he's been very respectful and polite. Matthew, we, we need to find Matthew, out what he wants to Matthew, say first. Please. Thank you. Um, whilst you were um, ranting there, and Graham was entertaining you with um, replying to it, um, just for context, WrestleMania thirty-nine did twenty-one. Uh, I don't know, please let me. Did twenty-one point six million in ticket sales. What year? Alone. Was this? this year. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. This year. Okay. AEW All In. If sold at the ticket value, not on resales, stand to make nine point seven million in ticket sales. Huh? Really? Okay. Two oh. nights, Pennsylvania. Two nights. Oh, so you got to split that in half then, obviously. That was okay. So that's eleven million. It's that's still, still more than still more than all in. Now I know Graham has uh, so rudely walked away because I, I all in I heard is, the. Um... Wembley may be a ninety maybe a ninety thousand seat stadium, but you gotta take some out of the equation on that side of things because they are gonna have some uh, they're gonna have some set obviously to, to, to deal with obviously. Some people also I've still people provide that they'll WWE will just put a show on there and they'll claim they had hundred and fifty million people I'm really like they're like my dude, you're getting way too worked up about it. And I'm gonna say the same to you as both of you two about it as well. You're getting too worked up about this. Both of you are. I'm not worked up about it. I'm worked up about the lie. Now, uh, drunk Graham is back. That, that's what, gentlemen. I thought I heard the uh, fuse box go. Matt, so I was Matt, like, somebody you, tried to boil a drink and make a slice you, of time. Matt, I don't want you answering because you like to cheat. You like to go look stuff up real quick. But you, you, okay, you hands in the air. What is the largest professional wrestling event of all time? By by terms of arena, who was there? How many people? I I do know the answer to this. So um, don't answer. Graham, I want your answer. Uh, well, it's probably some... Well, I would guess it would be one of the WrestleManias. But having seen a picture at a museum I was at 10 days ago of a baseball game that had over 100,000 people there... And it was literally just two local teams playing in Ohio. That probably the real answer is probably something from the early 1900s. Nope. It uh, is from the WrestleManias then. WCW New Japan Pro Wrestling present Collision in Korea. Night one was 170,000 people. Night yeah. two was 150,000 people. Yeah, I remember that. I have seen that now. Actually, come to I think, of it. yeah, yeah, and and, and that's the thing is nobody is touching that yeah, until yeah. someone decides to do something. And the the only way you're getting 150 thousand people to a wrestling show is the Forbidden Door WWE versus AEW. That is the only way you get 150 thousand people into an arena. And then you need something like the Maracan in Brazil. Yeah. Mm. You need you need a open a massive stadium for that. Um, yeah. I saw I I did once Graham probably seen it as well on on, on Facebook. Uh, the artist impression of a million seater stadium. I I'm saw like, that. Right. That was awesome. <laughs> I love that. Like, um, now now Graham, like, just for you, Graham, just for you, I will give you my bitchy one. Uh, AEW crowd not knowing how to sing along to RVD's entrance until like four minutes in. <laughs> 
I'm sorry, but he did the crowd singing his entrance before that was a thing. And nobody was like, nobody caught on to that. And and they were doing it later, so they knew how to do it. But they apparently forgot. And that just, that made me mad. I was like, I popped as soon as I heard the initial guitar for Walk. I popped. And I was sitting in my bed going, respect. Like, it didn't make me mad. It made me sad. Yeah, it did. It did. It did. Um, and on that note, too, uh, the I really like, because I think it's kind of similar to that because of the chanting me- method, is uh, people now singing the Usos theme song. I think it works really well uh, when when they come out. Um, I am over Seth Rollins, as I have said every week for the past three weeks. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Now, my main bad cop moment of the week was supposed to be my main good cop moment of the week, um, but things change. Bipolar so I'm going to start off with it, um, and it's been cut short from what it was going to be as well. So last week I talked about Heels uh, Season 1, was available on Amazon Prime, and I was looking forward for watching it, and I said I would be watching it within the next day. I actually found it was on YouTube, which was even better, because I can watch it at times too, and I can get through, I went through all eight episodes super quick. I, I think I watched four straight off the bat, and was like, this is awesome. I uh, watched the next three first thing in the morning, and then I didn't deliberately watch the season uh, finale, because I was like, man, this is so good, I need to save it for a little bit. So I waited until the afternoon and then watched it. So You know, it might be gonna... really good too if you watched it at one time speed. I'm just throwing that out, <laughs> out there if you want to save it or you something. Watch, but... You watch your content how you like to watch it, I'll watch it how I like to watch it. I didn't miss anything as far as I was concerned. Um, the fact that they got guest stars sprinkled in, there's good storytelling. Uh, the fact I like wrestling and drama, you put those two things together, I, I thought it was really good. Um, part of the bad cop moment, if I'm going to go, if I'm going to pretend that this is a real bad cop moment, was uh, Ryan banning me from doing this in my good cop moment, because he just says no spoilers allowed. From a show from October 2021, really? Um, now, unfortunately, I said, well, you guys need to, you guys need to watch it then. I was like, you got time. And not only would you not watch it, you refused to watch it as well. And I was like, oh my god, you guys are such dicks. You won't let me talk about something I'm really excited about and want to talk about, and you won't watch <laughs> it either. I'm like, what the hell's wrong with you? Like, we I know sometimes... I know I can be a troll at some time. So I'm like, oh my God, you guys are ganging up on me and being like <laughs> dicks in the world at this point. But this is where I stop my moment. And you can now explain to me why Heal Season 1 is in actual fact a bad cop moment. Because I didn't know about this. And I said, if I didn't know about this, then it's very possible there's other listeners who also didn't know about this. Um, Ryan, I think you get center stage because you were the biggest dick in regards to this first. To, to anyone who's not familiar, uh, currently the Writers Guild uh, and the Screen Actors Guild are who both on... Uh, there's people that are idiots. Um they are currently on strike uh, because of unpaid wages, low wages, low residuals, um, and some really, really outlandish, horrible things that the major uh, filmmaking corporations are trying to impart upon them. Um, now, if you are a union member, you do not cross a strike line, period. That's what you don't do. You're called scab mm. at that point if you do. Um, and you also support your fellow workers. Whether you have $10 million in the bank or $10 in the bank, you support your fellow guild members. Stephen Amell, uh, known as the Green Arrow, and also the creator and star of the Stars show Heels, 
has decided to go on record saying that, well, the, the, the strike is wrong and that they're just being petty and they should accept the way it is. And he's essentially union busting and standing against the strike. And I cannot support him at this time at all. Uh, that is a really shitty thing to do. And just because you have, I think, what was it, $7 million for his net worth right now, which is, you know, that's no rock. That's no, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger or whatever. But that's a good chunk of change. Just because you don't have to work right now doesn't mean these people don't, you know, don't either. You're being a piece of shit. And you need to shut your fucking mouth and do like The Rock and do like, fuck, I can't believe I'm going to say this, Oprah and a lot of other people who are donating millions of dollars to help these people who are not getting paid and who are currently on strike. Stephen Amell, you can go fuck yourself for now. And hopefully you learn from your mistakes because you may have just kind of blacklisted yourself from Hollywood. And that might not be the best thing to do as an actor. If there's a little bit of context here, and Graham, bear with me because of the reason why I'm saying this. In 1993, when Power Rangers debuted, there go, was go. a character called Zordon, okay? This is obviously well known. Matt has uh, muted you, just so you're aware. I'm working. I'm going to see if I can unmute you. I can't. I can't mute myself. It's fine because I'm, I'm also a host. The point I'm making, Graham, the guy's called David Fielding. Sorry, my finger he, slipped. He his facial image was was used for six consecutive years on that show. Mm. He was in for half an hour and was paid one hundred and thirty dollars for it. Oh, ouch! Wow! And that's the sort of thing they want to they want to they want to make people do now mm. across the board. Yeah. Back then, Power Rangers wasn't unionized, and until mm. Disney took it over back in two thousand and uh, and one, um, it wasn't. It became a union event thing then, and then it became not again, and then became again. It, it slipped back and forth uh, between union union over the years. Matt, I'm sorry, um, and and forgive my ignorance. Uh, did David Fielding not do the voice of Zordon? Interesting. I didn't know that because I always saw his names in the credits, and I thought he was the voice as well. Hey, no, Robert Mahat, Robert Manhattan, and I think played. He may have done it for the third, first season, but I know that from season two on, season two to six, it was by Robert Mahatman, which is even worse. He played it at all. Interesting. The point is, the point is that this sort of thing needs to be supported by everybody. At the point, and that's the, that's the point I'm making for that. That's the point because if a kid show didn't give a fuck. 30 years ago, if you everyone starts doing it, if, if Disney starts doing it, if Amazon starts doing it, Netflix, they all start doing it and they're like, we're going to record half an, half an hour of footage of your face and then put that onto an AI model. Bang. Yeah, if you, and, and, and I, I genuinely mean this in, and I'm not trying to sound like a dick. You know, I, I have always been enamored by by filmmaking and television and movies and, and things like that. And I, it's one of the reasons I've always gravitated towards professional wrestling as well, because it is an athletic competition, but it's it's a movie, too. It's a play. I always looked at professional wrestling as a it's it's a it's a 
it's it's a center stage Shakespearean play. It has a lot of the same tropes. The actors interact with the audience. It literally is the center stage, and they play outlandish comedy, you know, outlandish characters. It it's has a lot in common. Um, but if you really enjoy movies and you really enjoy TV shows, you know, usually you're not always talking about the people who make the show, you know, the, the people behind the scenes. A lot of people don't even know who writes things and, you know, who directs things and stuff like that. And, you know, that's fair. I understand. But when you're watching a show and you're like, oh, man, I really love this character. Oh, I really love this actor. Oh, let's see what else they're in. Oh, I'm going to watch that show because they're in it. They're not making enough money to live. The people that give you hours and hours and hours of entertainment are not making enough money to pay their rent. That's a shame. And it needs to be fixed. And honestly, I I really hope we, you know, this is this is this has not happened for a long time that both SAG and WGA are on strike at the same time. I think it was the 60s was the last time they were both on strike. I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, this needs to happen, especially with modern technology. Uh, rules need to change. And, you know, I, I support the strikes fully. Um, Only and, 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 this, and for once, I'm like, I'm not even like, you know, this isn't this isn't a joke or anything. This is something that's super, super serious to me. Um, I really, really care. I have a lot of friends who still work in that industry, and I want them to be just as successful as they can be. And unfortunately, uh, if a show or a movie makes $2 billion and the people who worked on it are getting $40 residual checks, that's a problem. <laughs> All people want is their fair cut. Mm -hmm. All they want is their cut. Anyway, yeah. this concludes our um, our PSA. I, I thought it was a serious enough topic that, that that's why it moved from my good cop to my bad cop. Once you guys explained it a little bit, I don't know why you just didn't say that right at the start instead of like, no spoilers. I'm like, watch it. No, I'm not watching it. Oh, no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. Thing. But once no, you Graham, told me the full story, then I was like, I'm prepared Graham, to give up my time so you can tell tell other people. Those initials, no spoilers, were in fact us being dicks because that happened before Stephen melted his shit. Uh, <laughs> So, so my, it was initial, my initial sensor was correct then. Oh, okay, all right. All right, speed check time. We were right. <laughs> speed check time. What you got? Okay. Um, touched on briefly already. Corbin versus Struck versus Stevenson at Great American Bash. The fact that the fans were actively cheering for Corbin when he was the heel and chanting "You're not Angle, You're not Angle" at Stevenson. Wow, is all I'll say to that. Huh? Stevenson. In any case, Stevenson. I've got Stevenson down here, my bad. Um, um, in my head, I have for the last few days got had A Town Down stuck in my head. Um, as an Austin Theory theme song. Don't know why. It's not on my iPod. It was it it randomly came into my into a playlist I'm I've got on my phone. It annoyed me. I can't get it out of my fucking head. But I would, but mind you, I absolutely isn't that bad on the eyes. But that's not in my head. Um, Trish versus Becky. Not a, some of them just feels weird. I know you have to make acceptances for a, not a lot of matches on the show. They finally room to put a twenty man fucking battle royal on the show, bro. Because Slim just seems chuck for the fucking money. Would have preferred to see something to be building his wrestle fucking mania. And um, 
a little bit annoyed that people were walking out of Dynamite as the main event was starting because of who the main event was. Oh my gosh. Again, flashbacks to uh, WrestleMania. Uh, visit Matt. Yeah. Hmm. And there is proof of and there is proof of that actually on um the people with actual actual video footage of it on Twitter on X of about what's been happening that side of things. Someone and I'm gonna say this, a Kenny for your thoughts disputes it because he oh, was there. Time, time. Oh. oh, I thought you were doing another moment then. Okay, sorry. No, same, no. And the and um saying that this is an ad should be pushed because it's a women's match main eventing. Unfortunately, everybody was saying well, women's, women's thing fucking sucks. I saw a hundred plus people replying to that saying that it goes to show that some men are still fucking Neanderthals and don't appreciate decent wrestling. Mm-hmm. I have one other moment that's bad cop related to people leaving. So at the end, of, uh, this is my perspective on the end of the Great American Bash. Uh, I just got to check my notes because I, I I broke it down somewhere. And I wasn't sure if I was going to talk about it. Oh, the quote like of, you get your um, own speed check, but whatever. Yeah, I'm going to steal from it. Well, it follows in, so I'll take less seconds. Standing ovation from some of the crowd. That was the commentators. It was after the main event. It was actually people leaving, going towards the exits. It wasn't a standing ovation at all, as far as I could tell. But hey, I thought that was a slight bad cop moment. Ryan, what you got? <clears throat> also. Gable T- Stevenson, but mainly because, uh, again, possibly a rapist, um, also told no story in that match. Um, I was, and this is a weird bad cop moment. Um, I was a little confused by the Gunther Gable match. It was phenomenal, but the whole like five minutes ex- expelled, and then, well, I'm going to restart the match. I'm happy it happened, but it was just weird from a storyline perspective. Um, cause technically Gable won that contest and then Gunther go, I don't know. It was weird. Moxley having to drop off the, uh, the wrestling revolver show, uh, on August 3rd. That just sucks. You know, you always hate to see something, you know, promoted and then it can't happen. And the, this is, this is just a stupid one. Uh, indie shows who just use WWE pay-per-view names, change one word, but then use the same logo in Photoshop, Poorly, might I add, their own version over it. Uh, I just, I mean, it's been happening for a, a million years. Uh, and I just think it's stupid. Uh, Beyond Wrestling has come up with hundreds of interesting show names over there and have never used, you know, Summer Smash or, you know, <laughs> survival survival of the the, the, the series is, or something like that. It's just dumb. I just be creative. Literally just go online, look up random words. It works. It's fine. You don't have to call it summer, whatever. It's dumb. Um, unless you're doing, a, unless you're doing a parody show. In which case, go for it. But you're not doing parody show. You're trying to be actual promoters. Think. Use your brain. Uh, I won't need the timer because it's going to be uh, pretty short. And you've already mentioned most of the things I was going to talk about. Um, I just saw that Pivot Share looks like it's ending. Um, I guess this is the last month. 
Um, obviously, we talked about last month, Ryan. We're so old school. We even talked about Powerbomb TV, um, pivot Heck shows, yeah. things that goes back along with that as well. Like I've subscribed on there to different shows, like the MCW, for example, and other shows where I wanted to see a specific event. Um, it's it's always bad when uh, there's too much wrestling to watch right now. But it's always kind of sad when you lose one of those companies. And I I thought I heard High Five Tom mention that High Spots Network was disappearing, and I tried to look that up, but I couldn't find anything on that. So I either misunderstood his comment or i'm not quite sure but yeah it's always sad when um something that's provided a service that's been useful to you personally um is suddenly disappearing but that's probably just the nature of the beast and that's it yeah you guys have nothing to say wow that no i mean i mean honestly this one august 4th 2023 it's 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 a you know it happens um, you know, especially as, uh, you know, it, it almost, it almost kind of plays in with the, with the guild strikes, you know, a lot of these tech companies who run these servers and everything, their prices go up and up and up. The small guys can't always, uh, they can't keep up with that. Um, you know, it, it happens though. It's a, it's a way of life. It's the way of the internet. It's the way of, uh, technology. Um, but it does suck. Um, I, I, I can't say I'm slightly okay with it because uh just like streaming services there are too many goddamn wrestling streaming services right now and you can't you can't get them all uh, i mean you can but it's gonna cost you a pretty penny all right you know you fan cop moments yeah fan cop time uh. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to start off with one that I had. I've, I've actually recorded a couple of podcasts with High Five Tom um, Wednesday night and Thursday night. They'll be coming out on Visionaries Global Media. I believe one on Saturday and one on Monday. And I'm picking this one because I'd actually missed it. The response was into the reply to the list of names, not to the specific tweet. So I hadn't noticed this, but High Five Tom alerted me to this one. So I'm going to start with uh, Pig's Bladders. Um, re- good cop moment at the real RVD returning to wrestling is never going to be a bad thing, regardless regardless of where. Uh, bad cop moment, new AEW Women's World Champion crowned on Dynamite after yet another lackluster title reign, and the WTF cop moment. I, I think that's I think Rob has that um um trademark, so I'm not sure if we can even read this one to be honest. Uh, BATB 2000, the truth finally revealed allegedly again. Now the reason I wanted to pick it out it was. I didn't notice this. The real Rob Van Dam actually liked that tweet. It's like, yeah. So we had some interaction with RVD this week. Had RVD like my post. It's a nice feeling. Cool. That's always cool when you see when they take the time just to do that little click. It makes all the difference. Have you um, seen that episode of Dark Side of the Ring yet? I have. Yes. It was bizarrely one of our lighter episodes, despite the fact that it deals with some very. Bizarre, bizarre night. Uh, unfortunately, and and as I I believe I mentioned in the thread, I am mm. a connoisseur of Bash at the Beach two thousand stories. Uh, it's just oh, it's, it's such a fascinating moment in professional wrestling. Um, I remember uh one time I found a shoot on the subject with Vince Russo which linked me to a shoot on the subject with Eric Bischoff, which led me to a shoot on the interview on the situation with Booker T. And it was pretty much the same thing as in the episode. Vince Russo says, Eric Bischoff's an asshole. Eric Bischoff says, Vince Russo's an asshole. Booker T goes, I don't know what the fuck was going on. 
and that's pretty much so i didn't feel like there was a lot of new information it just as you know i've been following it for years um mm. but i thought it was a well done episode explaining it in it, it was explaining it in a way I, I honestly feel like they shouldn't have had vince russo or eric bischoff i think they should have done it with everyone else who was around and involved uh rather because we knew what we were going to get from bischoff we knew what we were going to get from russo you knew what you were going to get from them because they've both stood their ground for years. What so. amazes me? What amazes me is the fact that um, Terry Balea needs a fucking paycheck more often than anybody else, and he wasn't interviewed. Terry Balea was too busy for some odd reason doing the Cody documentary. <laughs> Go figure, right? Go figure. But you, you but but but, you know, but I but get Melts no problem. They couldn't get Hogan. Go figure, right? Well, Hogan doesn't want to be somewhere where he has to come off as an asshole. We already know he's an asshole. Um, anyways, uh, Graham walked away, so I'm going to continue. I, um, I thought the uh, cat was trying to make an appearance, so I was just opening uh, the door for her, but she, just, she's not there. Let's go with... Hmm. You know what? Let's uh, let's go with... I'm going to go with Justin. Just in time, 211, on the TwitX. Best cop moment, the serves... Swerve Strickland, A.R. Fox, and Nick Wayne segment on Dynamite, awesomely done. I agree, though I think Nick did a little bit of an over-the-top blade job for something that was essentially just a cinematic match. That was a lot of blood. Um, bonus best cop moment, Hikaru Shida winning the AEW Women's Championship. Agreed. Uh, she she was a lot like uh, Asuka. She carried the women's division through the pandemic era. She deserves it. Um, I'm a big fan of Tony Storm and her massive butt, but it's time to uh, it's time to move on from it. I also think the outcasts are kind of stupid, but anyways, worst cop, uh, Baron Corbin versus Gable Stevenson. I feel like this is a running theme um, from what is otherwise a stellar NXT uh, premium live pay per view. Hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to um UTT Rob. Um good cop moment. All the love for Adrian Street indeed. May you rest in peace. Um WTF cop moment, there it is. Uh the IWC arguing over Bash at the Beach 2000. There is literally discovery evidence for betrayal and the court transcript. I think in trial where Rob left a bit left a beer so much, mate, yeah. Um, and bad cop moment, Trish and Becky, it appears to be off some of them, indeed. It does. Um, just yeah. good cop moments from uh, Queen of the Indies, Tiffany. Marcus Mathers is the new ETU champ. I have to admit, I'm not sure what ETU is. Well, I can do that, Graham, if you want to do, if you want, if you want to do another one to make up. For uh, we, should let, we should let Ryan do it. He's uh, We know he has good fun looking up those acronyms. Uh, no, go ahead, you can... <laughs> I, I I'm not so, <laughs> but Marcus Mathers is definitely a talent for sure. He's definitely somebody who I do. If I notice he's on a card, um, I would go ahead and watch that match. Expect the unexpected. I love to put people over. I always have, always will. So our good friends over at Roh Revelry, you can follow them on Twitter at Roh Revelry. Obvious good cop moment this week. Not even going to try. WMERCIR Jr. and High Five Tom were joined by the legendary MGB Graham. 
to talk about what I thought was a great episode 98 of Ring of Honor TV. Our, our, our very own semi-Hall of Famer, Graham, appearing on ROH Revelry. And you did four hours record the episode? It was, now, uh, it, was, it was a little long, but that's Rob's fault for asking a question. Now you fucking know how it feels when someone asks questions and drags a show up for longer, Graham. If I call that karma, personally, to answer the question, E to you is expect the unexpected wrestling. Ah, okay. I, I disagree with that. You don't, when you're making an acronym, you don't use T, the. You don't, the isn't in the acronym. It's not dark, it's not D S O R D O S O T R. Shut up. I'm going to go now. <laughs> I will go and I will. Fuck you wish. Uh, Scottish Juggalo, uh, our friend Danny. Um, good cop moment, Rob Van Dam. Bad cop moment. And I'm thinking AEW is not a second day promotion. It bloody is. And he likes AEW. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Know your place. Um, Midwest Wrestling Roundup. Uh, good cop moment. Had the honor of talking to two of the gentlemen that make ICW Milwaukee's Insane 8, the violent bloody mess that it is. Uh, my new friends Josh and John make a lot of the toys, in inverted commas, but no one knows the how and why, and it was awesome to hear their stories. Hashtag everyone has a story. Uh, I want to I take a fun moment off of that. Um, that, um... Oh, God. Uh, uh, ICW No Holds Barred. Uh, will run uh, deathmatch workshops before some of their shows oh. uh, where where people can come in and they teach them how to make deathmatch weapons and then use them in the matches. And I think that's really entertaining. How much is that approximately? Just just out of interest. I have no idea. I've only I've just seen them post it. And this was a couple of years ago. I don't know if they still do it. They may have stopped doing it due to, uh, you know, liability oh, reasons. <laughs> I'm going to guess, unfortunately, that you probably got to be 18 or over to attend those. No, they, I've seen there they were, they were definitely kids helping oh, them make, like, barb, like making like thumbtack bats, like gluing the thumbtacks <laughs> on the bats and stuff. I know somebody who would be well up for attending one of those sessions <laughs> and perhaps his older brother as well. Oh. oh, I thought you meant Mason. <laughs> no. <laughs> that, that was the rib, Matt. That was the rib. No, I'm serious. I was thinking Jackson first, but I was like, you guys probably think I'm talking Mason. No, Jackson would be totally off that. And Jackson seems like the sadistic one. I, yep. I, I definitely can see uh, if someone broke into your house uh, while everyone's running and screaming, Jackson's got a barbed wire baseball bat. Like, let's go, mother fluffer. Because he, he, he would never swear. He embraced home alone for sure. Can I ask? I want to ask a question at that point, Graham, and you can tell me to my own business, obviously. Do either of your boys swear yet? Um, Mason does in school, one going. way or the other. You don't know it, but he does. Not at that age, not around us, but like if um, I mean, show me the school, of course, sure. But that, I think that's a little different when you play in sports. <laughs> as a competitive person yourself, Matt, you you know <laughs> you know what it's like when things don't go quite according to plan. So, uh, absolutely, fucking lutely, yes. But I, I only ask because um, I, t I try not to swear in front of my parents, even at my age. Because oh, it's that 
think we realize we use different well i'm hoping people realize you use different vocabulary in different situations like some of the language i've used on the show today i will not be using in front of my class when i start school in a couple of weeks time i dare say graham maybe a few times you want to but you don't some obvious reasons about about respect Mm -hmm. as you say Uh, i disagree i swear in front of my parents all the time Your parents swear though as well. I think that's a different. Uh, well, here, so my dad taught me most of my curse words because my dad sat me down at a young age and said, "You see these words in movies, you hear these words, but you know, like you shouldn't use them at school, you shouldn't use them in public." Like, and I understood that. Uh, my dad was a marine and a cop. I mean, he swore. Uh, my mother, my mother yeah. is a very casual swearer. Like maybe a ah shit every now and then, um, but I mean I'll I'll drop hard f bombs in front of my mom all day long just because it's entertaining. Matt, I seem to remember you told me a story. Didn't you tell your mom to fuck off one time? My brother did. My brother. Oh, your did. brother did. Okay, all right. Yeah, my, my brother told my brother told her to fuck off. Um, <laughs> this oh, this no, is no. this is my Mr. Brother... James Willis, correct? Yes. Um, formerly of uh, we were talking about Willis and Interclaw gossip. Yes. He um, actually didn't say fuck off. He actually called her a bitch. Ooh. Oh, that's that. See, that I, even I wouldn't do that. That's that's <laughs> he just. Called, he called her a bitch. Mom took one step towards him. He he must have been about, I guess maybe 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 ten eleven. Uh, this is after dad was gone. Um, mom took one step towards him. He was down the garden, over the fence, and down the road. He ran for his fucking life. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That, that's disrespectful. Absolutely, and he he came back and groveled, um, and that was fantastic. There's a lot of there's a lot of great stories that Jane's gonna probably gonna have thrown his way at at, at his wedding because he was engaged to his, to his to his fiance now, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, won't be for me though, because Lenny's his best man, not me. Um, because Lenny asked if he could be his best man, and how do you say no well, to a? Oh, of course. Um, I'm. I'm a little. I think wrong. I would like to have been the best man for him. I dare, and I'll, I dare say that um, he'll still get a load of load of shit for his Wayne speeches. It's all good. It's all good. Um, would you like to do the last person, Ryan, on fan cop? He just did one. It's you. Did he? Yeah. No, he just chimed in. Just chimed in on you about me referring round up, Graham. Oh, he did. I think it was that. All right, my bad. I see high five Tom still there. Is that uh... the? Oh, actually, did anyone, did anyone do Chris Ballas yet? That's what no, I'm saying. I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. There's two left then. Yeah, Chris Ballas at real Chris Ballas, the real ones, and, and not the fake one. Like we don't have any any bullshit Chris Ballas is going on. <laughs> um, good cop moment. Enjoying a lovely week away with my little girl. Always sweet. Always nice to hear. Uh, bad cop moment. Making this the week I catch up on. <sighs> You don't have to have the tea. It's the... anyway, <laughs> dark side of the ring. <laughs> Not an Abby guy, but Hannibal is a prick. Agreed. Hannibal is a prick. Graham, we've got the title of the episode. You don't have to put the tea in. There you go. <laughs> it's a title, Graham, right there. <laughs> And high five, Tom. Good cop moment. Although not stoked, he took a second loss. Well, Osprey losing makes things very easy for G1. Lots of matches means something the best night of luck action. 
Oh, his first name's Will? I thought it was Fuck You. Huh. Oh. Be... Fuck you, Osprey. Let's go, let's go deal with Advocate. Good! Bad! I have two prepared, one for each of you. Matt, I know you probably do as well. Ryan, are you on your traditional zero at this point in the show? Nope, I've got one. One for each of us? No, God, no. Of course not. That would, that'd be no, I've got funny. I've got one for Graham, and I'd like to do it right now, if that's all right. Oh, bloody hell. I hasn't even done his introduction yet. This is Brothers on Binary Others. This is episode 243 of Good Cop, Bad Cop, Wrestling Podcast. That was the advocate round. Myself, Graham, and Ryan will now throw ridiculous things at each other we do not believe in for 20 seconds and must defend as if we do believe them. Out there having a problem with that, take up the DA, DA, Michael Bellarini at Dying Format. Ryan, you have asked to go first to deliver to Graham. Please take it away, sir. Graham, the only proper way to drink a beer is not just ice cold, it's in the form of a slushy. Absolutely. I've just been at places like Ocean City, Maryland. Like that's the that's then that's how you promote things like that. You combine two things that people like. Who doesn't love slushies? Who doesn't love alcohol? Boom, you put them all together as one. This is not an unusual combination. In fact, you normally have to pay a higher premium for that to have such a wonderful device. So no, but you get the texture of the ice there as well, which makes it better than just being a simple cold drink. I didn't get one because they were too expensive, but I actually did like the looks of those. Uh, not with beer, but with uh, with spirits. Yeah, they they look kind of tempting. A rum slushy sounds pretty good, actually. All right, thank you, thank you, Graham, for your wonderful answer. No, that was not for beer, not for beer. Okay, all right, you ready for yours, Ryan? Um, I gotta check. Uh... I gotta check the wording on this because actually, when I wrote it down, first of all, I actually had it slightly incorrectly. So I just want to make sure I have it exactly right. All right. Yeah, um, did you happen to watch Impact Wrestling already yet, Ryan? I can't watch Impact. I don't have access to Impact. I can. I oh. only watch uh, pay per views. Well, that's unfortunate. Now, yeah, uh, well, we've talked about this before, then, actually. Before we start, I was going to actually ask, because I'm not always very attentive to detail, as Matt Wells knows. Um, Matt, have you been watching any Impact Wrestling recently? I catch the highlights. Oh, uh, okay. Did you notice... So, I'm not sure if it was just for this episode, or if it was in previous ones, because I know they filmed several together, so it made me think I just missed it. Um, the current women's champion, Trinity. Did you notice that she has Trinity in her hair? Like, it's dyed different colours, so it's got T, the R, the I, and... Is that a new thing, or did I just not notice it? She she's just ripping off Bailey, having Michael Cole uh, <laughs> shaved into her head. Okay, all right. Well, anyway, I died, that, I that... The... Graham, Graham, it's taking this long that she had dyed hair in general, Graham. Okay. Right. Well, the devil's hey, advocate for you, Ryan, is if Trinity can have her hair coloured to show her name on her physical being, when I, Ryan, make my in-ring debut, I am having an N tattooed on my right thigh and an shh guy on my left eye i've been playing this tattoo for years i am absolutely ready to get the n on one thigh and the ish guy on the other mainly because then i can clap my thighs together as people chant my name and clap for me and it's going to make this amazing effect of both seeing my name come together and my thighs clapping thunder Um, I actually just took um, a screenshot at that point because uh, Matt's uh, reaction to that uh, Devil's Advocate was uh, wonderful. Yes, Ryan, he was referring to your third leg of the eye. Oh, did he think I, I said work, I... ish guy? No, I yeah, said, that's what I heard. Yeah, I heard ish guy. I said sure guy. 
Uh, yeah, he, he throws the N on the right, on the left, the sh guy on the right, and the I being used by your third leg, your tripod, like about well, it. Well, he, he, sh he should have uh, worded it better and talked about the... Uh, he did say he uh, it better. Oh, I was oh, trying oh, on, to be stalker rather than just guys, going, I'm sorry. use the I as your dick. Like, that wouldn't have been... Sorry, I didn't guys, think that would have been quite as effective. Guys, but. hold on one second. I just dropped my magnum condom for my massive dong. Uh, hold on. Let me just grab that real quick. <laughs> Um, let's put it this way, I didn't have a devil's advocate for Ryan at all, and I was watching Impact literally before we came on air, so I was like, yeah, sure, why not? Right, then, who Okay, well, Ryan's received one, so I'm going to give mine to Graham first. Okay. Um, I, I, knew for, I knew for a fact that you wouldn't um, have this one, Graham. I knew you wouldn't, because you wouldn't have this one. <clears throat> Anyone who can't wrestle... With fractured ribs is clearly a pussy. Therefore, Diamond Victor Griff, you sir, are a pussy. <laughs> well, absolutely. We know that wrestlers have to go through hard times. Everyone's wrestling permanently injured, so you, you just, it's just par for the course. You understand that. And if you're a real wrestler anyway, you'd be absolutely loaded up on painkillers right now. Like, it didn't do any harm for Kurt Angle. We saw how positive effect that happened. So yeah, you're an absolute pussy if you're not loading up with medicine and just fighting with broken ribs. I didn't realize he had broken ribs. Oh, my goodness. Benjamin Banks shared it on uh, Facebook, Graham. That's how I knew about it. Um, I've been recording. I've had two, in back-to-back -back nights, two three-hour-plus podcasts with High Five Tom, so I might have missed a few things. He's been in hospital since last weekend, Graham, when Logan Lee Thoreau oh. broke his ribs. Oh, it was unfortunate. I was traveling back from Ohio on Sunday, and that that event was on the Saturday, because it's one that normally, with it being during the summer holidays, the boys and I will try and get down to. And we haven't been able to do it since COVID either. So, yeah, That's it's nice. far too long since I've seen Benjamin Banks. But, ooh, yeah, I love the championships and broke his ribs. Um, for for context, Luna Tricks, when she wrestled at the second CXW show, she had broken ribs. Yeah. Wait, hold on. What's the time? What's the time? How far are we in? About two uh, hours and fifteen minutes. Two, two hours and fifteen minutes. It yeah. took it took Matt two hours and fifteen minutes to bring up CXW. <laughs> that, that is, is a, record. a new record. <laughs> that is a record. <laughs> I thought you had something important coming up at that point. My life is not important. I responded period. immediately. Uh, Matt, did you watch the Great American Bash? I I can highlights, mate, because it All because right. it was time in the morning. Well, you might have seen this one then already. Then this was um, it's uh, something that happened in the Rock C match, as I'm calling her, uh, Roxanne Perez. Um, I saw a sign, and I know that you love to defend signs that are seen in wrestling crowds. So this one, I would like you to defend is uh, four touchdowns in one game isn't impressive. Graham, four touchdowns in a game is not impressive because let's face it, four touchdowns that would give you a grand total if you manage to convert them all, of course. Granted, I believe that would be of 28 points. Um, however, Graham, if someone scores five touchdowns, Graham, then four is pointless. Fine. It was an absolute softball, but I knew you couldn't prepare for it ahead of time, and I was hoping you'd mess up on four times seven as well. I'm not quite that bad, Graham. Not quite that bad. Maths is hard. It is indeed. It is indeed. Well pronounced, though, sir. Right. Ryan. Would you like to receive or deliver? I'm going to start with the deliver. Oh, he thought of one in a few seconds. There, there we go. I okay. did. Matt, 
I, being Matt, am going to immediately pack up and move to Birmingham so I can have <laughs> so I can have my unlimited fill of frozen cock, which is not chicken. It is cock and balls. I absolutely would move to Birmingham. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a place I've always wanted to visit for a start. Um, who doesn't like a frozen dessert, which is cock and balls? Who doesn't love that? Something? It's marketable, for sure. It would get my attention straight away. I would be happy to stick that in my mouth and suck on it until it melted. Oh, thank you for that, Matt. I appreciate it. What was the other no item that was part? Obviously, it was supposed to be frozen cock. Bottomless brunch serving posh pasta in unlimited oh, frozen posh. Posh. I have no idea what you're talking about, though. Oh, we, we tagged you. You were tagged you. in oh, it. He hasn't got me for not noticing things, and he was literally tagged in this as well. Okay. What, can I just ask, was this, was this while I was doing Volley Live because of the case? I, I had all been up. Mm, no, it was while you were sleeping no, it was, last night. It was before or after? Was it after? It was while he was sleeping, I'm sure. It was 20 oh. hours. It was 19 hours ago, so whenever the fuck that was. Oh, no, uh, 5 p.m., so 10 p.m. Oh. British time. My notification were turned off at that point, so. Ah. Um, so but I still, I still cope before, right? Right, okay, Graham, I'm going to let you pick one or two for Ryan. Ooh. Ryan, you want the easy one or the more difficult one? I want the one that's going to tear my ass open. Let's go. <laughs> go with number two? <laughs> Literally. Okay. Um, I couldn't be more excited to watch Dabo Kato versus Omos. I mean, finally, we're returning to the, the glory days of super heavyweights. Two big men, meat slapping meat, as Biggie would say. This is when you see the real competitions. These are true gladiators in every sense of the word. They will do more for the business than any of these flippy dippy assholes could ever, ever do. What was number one just out of interest? Yeah, I'm curious. If I saw Hi Hikaru Shida and Tony Storm in the main event, I'd walk out too. Oh. Mm. I would, because I'd want to be backstage to greet them, and whoever lost, I can console them sensually. <laughs> Both very attractive. My, my theory is, Matt has like Throwing a first out. idea, so he writes it down, and then he th it's like, oh, this is even better, so he writes that down. So two is always the more difficult one. Um, and he never changes the numbers to mess with that theory. So uh, that's why I always pick. When he offered me a choice, one, I always pick one. One thing I've thought about recently is it's the irony about this. You know how back in the towards the end of the Thunderdome era, um, Buddy Murphy was with Aaliyah Mysterio. Yeah. Oh, sort of. oh yeah, 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 yeah. On screen, yeah. yeah. On screen, yes, yeah. Isn't it weird how Buddy Murphy is with Rhea Ripley in real life, and Rhea Ripley is now on screen with Dominic Mysterio? Uh, dirty Dom, thank you very much. Dirty, dirty Dom. Dominic, dirty Dominic Mysterio, as he's officially titled. I think that that's it's, it, ironic, but at the same time, I think that's like, talk about keeping it in the family. Yeah. Yeah. Now, as we start to wrap the show up, this I think this is kind of be going to be interesting because um, I know Nish guy wants to introduce the start of the uh, exit point of this, so I'm really curious what he's got for us. Um, go ahead, Ryan. What, uh, I want to bring 
I want to bring some class to good cop, bad cop. I want to it bring already. You son of a bitch. I want to bring some some classical literature to good cop, bad cop. So allow me a reading from one of the most famous scenes in playwright history. Go ahead, sir. Alas, poor Yorick, I knew him, Horatio, a fellow of infinite jest, of most excellent fancy. He hath borne me on his back a thousand times, and now how abhorred in my imagination it is. My gorge rims at it. Here hung those lips that I have kissed. I know how oft. Where be your gibbs now, your gambles, your songs, your flashes of merriment that were wont to set the table on a roar, not one now to mock your own grinning? Quite, chap fellow, now get you to my lady's chamber and tell her, let her point an inch thick to his favor, she must come, make her laugh at that. Prithee, Horatio, tell me one thing. To which Horatio replied, what's that, my lord? And of which Hamlet said, dost thou think? Jay White is a bag of dicks? Horatio said, I'm so. We're out of here. Boom. <laughs> Music was Happy Happy Game Show by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. HTTP scrolling slash slash creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by slash 3.0 slash.